0: now live from the pirate radio studios in the heart of the pirate nation here is your host clip brock hello
2: and welcome to a tuesday edition of pirate radio live clip brock here with you inside the pirate radio studios coming to you today on pirate radio 92.7 fm in greenville 104.1 in washington we're on 12 online 30 online pr927fm.com and you can watch the show on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. You can see our latest video, which is Mike Houston's weekly press conference from earlier today. Got that up right now on our YouTube page. and so check us out there for all of our latest video content. Coming up on today's program, Steven Igo, Hoist the Colors will join us live in the Pirate Radio studios coming up. At around 3.40 or so, we'll talk pirate football, pirate hoops, and more as Igo will join us. The big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, will join us on the Fixed NC Live line coming up today around 4.30. We will talk college football lines. The NBA begins tonight. The big man, of course, uh, is all things college basketball. So we'll talk about it all with Jeff Nadeau coming up in hour two. And then at five o'clock, Bryce Williams, former ECU tight end, will be alongside as we'll talk pirate football and hear what mike houston had to say earlier today we got uh, shirley rhodes here chandler honeycutt the big dog glenn griffin and we'll kick off the show talking pirate basketball with the head coach of the pirates joe dooley joins me inside the pirate radio studios on a tuesday coach welcome how you doing good to be here how are you i'm doing fantastic and uh, and ready for some basketball we had si seymour on last week coach so he got me fired up he says y'all are gonna win 30 or so games this year well, so he's not
4: too enthusiastic is he He gets, <laughs> he gets on a little bit of a, a tangent but uh no one loves pirate basketball as much as i has seen it quite a bit uh he was at practice actually yesterday i I know that when I'm retired I'll be going to that many practices but uh <laughs> it was good to see some. He loves it. He, he loves does. It. He, loves, he loves He loves basketball.
2: And uh he likes the guys this year and, and we'll talk about it with you coach because you've got kind of a mix I think it was two years ago we had a pretty complete overhaul outside of Jaden Gardner this year you've got a returning core you've got a group of freshmen and a group of transfers so a lot to discuss with the new faces first let's talk about what's coming back coach and of course Tristan Newton, Brandon Suggs, Tremont Robinson-White, Lucy Debo, J.J. Miles those guys have played a lot of basketball for you and with all the new faces in I know you're counting on them to be leaders for you yeah, this year. Yeah
4: definitely I think uh, J.J. has really uh, grown up quite a bit and I think He's been a very good leader. Those other guys have all matured. Uh, they all missed, you know, some some parts of last season, which was, you know, a debacle for all of us. But I do think they've grown up. They've matured. Uh, Luigi has really gotten better. He's had an off season. Uh, a year ago, he didn't have an off season. He had the surgery in January of his his initial year here, and we had to shut him down almost about October of last year, so he never had the the year to develop. I think he's gotten a lot better. Those other guys have gotten bigger and stronger. Jason Martinez, our strength coach, has done a splendid job. Uh, with those guys in the weight room and uh, I think as you said uh, they know what to expect they've seen what happens in the AAC and they've, they've been around a little bit
2: Joe Dooley joining us Coach how uh,
4: normal is it
2: now I don't know if it'll ever be completely normal but compared to last year how much easier is practice You know, how much is it closer to say 2019 than 2020
4: well I think the the not knowing uh, the uncertainty of a lot of things are you going to play you're watching football games get shut down or your guys not playing Uh, the contact tracing now obviously is a whole different dynamic you know last year you could lose four guys I mean coming out of Christmas we lost four people including myself we had one positive and three contact traced Uh, so you're not as worried about those type of deals Uh, obviously you're still concerned if if someone does test positive that's still 16 days I mean 16 days in basketball is four games right so that's not a lot of fun but uh, you know you do get guys injured so you have to adjust and move on down the road but I do think there's a little bit more familiarity. There's a little bit more. I think there's a lot more clarity than there was a, a year ago. Uh, and I think there's a lot more confidence among society and, and especially the players that, you know, we'll, we'll figure this out.
2: Coach, let's talk about some of these new faces and the first name that pops up when I ask guys like Si, go people that Jeff Charles covered the program, Morgan Aylers. Uh, Vance Jackson's name comes up, and he's a big man that, that can shoot from behind the three-point line, and and people are excited about seeing him. Coach, why are, is everybody so excited about Vance Jackson?
4: I, I think, you know, Vance had a great reputation, had a great freshman year at UConn, and then they had a coaching change with Coach Alley at UConn. He went out to New Mexico, had a couple really good years at New Mexico, and then grad transferred to, New Me- to Arkansas and sort of got caught in the crosshairs. They had the, the, the kid that was the lottery pick played the same position from in the state of Arkansas last year. Didn't get to play as much. I think he wants to redeem himself. He's a proven almost a 40% three-point shooter. Got good size. Is actually a lot taller when we got him than I thought. I talked to Eric Musselman about him, the coach at Arkansas, mm-hmm. was very complimentary. Uh, he's been through the wars. I mean, he's played in the SEC. He's played in, in the AAC. Um, mature good body can really shoot it uh you know when you know alonzo frank alonzo frank uh big kid from south carolina was a starter as a sophomore in south carolina i think winston tabbs the other uh transfer from boston college averaged 14 points a game at boston college as a sophomore and shot 30 40 from three those guys have filled a need that we had from shooting the ball and uh you know vance is the first grad transfer we've taken uh, which we're able to do now and now with this one-time transfer rule you know, you'll know you be able to plug guys in as opposed to have guys sitting out
2: it is a whole new world and i want to talk about that in a moment but another thing coach there used to be a stigma on transfers like well why is this guy transferring what went wrong now it's completely different and with the amount of transfers you see, but also you mentioned Coach Musselman and you having a conversation, him giving him almost uh, a reference, uh, so to speak. So it's kind of different now. Guys are transferring, and a lot. Sometimes the coaches are saying, "Hey, maybe you'd be better off here." Sometimes guys are saying, "I'm not getting a chance here." So it's it's completely different now,
4: isn't it? And we're not going to take a transfer that we don't know somebody on the staff very well. I mean, when, when with with Frank, I know Frank Martin's going to mm-hmm. tell me the truth, and I I know the guys at Boston College, Jimmy Christian, and Scott Spinelli, I've known those guys for 30 years. I asked, was there any red flags? All these, and there wasn't. I mean, sometimes it's it's not a good fit. You see it in the NBA; guys are in one organization, it's it, they they're not needed, or it's they're they're it's it's not a good fit, so they move on, they go someplace else, and they excel. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of this, you know, every year. Unfortunately,
2: Dad, you are. And I, I asked Cy about this. I'll ask you as as the head coach of the Pirates now, Coach. What what's the pie chart look like of recruiting four year guys out of high school? And recruiting the transfer portal. I never thought it'd be a legit question, but, I mean, it's gotten at least closer to 50-50 now. What is it for you?
4: I'd prefer to take guys out of high school, but here's the dynamic that you can say it doesn't happen, but it happens is if if a great freshman has a a great year at a lower-level league, uh, someone is calling the AU coach and the high school coach and saying, hey, I hear so-and-so wants to transfer. That's the reality of it. And they're lying if they say that didn't happen. Uh, The kids are looking at it. I'm a free agent. Uh, I can go to Jordan Brand. I can charter. I can get training table. They're looking at it like they're free agents, and they can, uh, which they have every right to. They can, you know, benefit themselves. Uh, maybe this school has name, image, and likeness deals that the school I was at didn't have. Uh, so there's some, there's a lot of that going on. Uh, essentially, it is free agents, so You adjust. You you adapt, and you, you find different ways. Uh, you know, I had an ACC coach tell me something funny. He goes, I said, Are you going to recruit high school or the portal? He goes, what I'm going to do is I'm going to recruit from the portal. So if I lose one to the portal, I'm going to go to the portal. And the guy I replaced that left my place is going to have the same problems that at that place that my guy had at my place. <laughs> so <Yes. laughs> I thought that was a great line and it amused me. But there is some validity. To, but now, yeah. now once you have them, they can't transfer again. So they might want to, you know try as hard as they can and comply
2: now having said all that you, you might have pulled in the, the best recruiting class we've seen in a while here at East Carolina with, with Small with uh, Felton with Reyes so how happy are you with the, the younger guys you I like it? those
4: guys and they've got some spirit to them uh, Mosier all those guys mm-hmm. Marlon Leston has been, a, has been really good the last couple weeks he was a little bit behind he was quarantined coming out of Canada um uh but I you know, Alexis I think can be a really good player. He's gonna, he's gonna take some time to develop and I think the you know, the thing with him, he's got guys in front of him like Suggs and JJ Miles that he can learn from and uh, I do think RJ Felton uh, has from the athletic and a physical standpoint can really uh is is already an AAC built player and uh, Javon Small, I've been very, very impressed with you know, he played at a high level in high school, played with Ty Ty Washington who will be a lottery pick out at Compass Prep in Arizona, and I think he'll be a guy that uh, down the road, it's going to be a good player. I know
2: you've done a lot to try to improve the, the shooting from the outside for East Carolina, and, and how about on this particular roster, Coach? How many guys are you comfortable with taking threes uh, on this team? Uh,
4: probably just about all of them. I mean, it's it's we, we, it was disappointing. Uh, I, I think in in basketball, the, the the big thing you saw wasn't a defensive you're, when when people got shut down, their defense wasn't affected as much as their offense was. Timing's an offense, a confidence, a continuity deal. Defenseless is, is a lot of positioning and, and effort. And uh, you know, I, we started off pretty good. I was confident, you know, comfortable with the way we were playing. And you know, things happen. You you, you move on down the road, and I think we we tried to examine and and evaluate and also evaluate some shooting things. We've done a lot of shooting in the offseason, and uh, hopefully that'll pay dividends.
2: And of course, it's still, especially in the American, going to come down to stopping guys in the paint and rebounding. So you want to be able to shoot from the outside, but you don't want to lose what you have inside. So how do you feel about that part of it, interior defense, rebounding,
4: all that? You've you've covered more sports than I do. I just really follow basketball, and it's it's interesting to watch all the trends. Uh, It went from a lot of the NBA teams a couple years ago. It was either Free throws, threes, or layups. That was it. Now the mid-range game is coming back again. Uh, a lot of it's dependent upon your team. I mean, I've had, you know, it was a weird deal, and I'd, I'd talk to our guys. One year at Florida Gulf Coast, we averaged 82 points a game, which is really good. We only made five threes a game, which put us in the bottom 10 percentile in the country, but we led the nation in points in the paint. Kentucky was second. So we, some of it's just adjusting to your team. I think it's a little bit different. Vance as a stretch four. Will be different because you can do some different things with them uh, i do think winston once he's completely healthy you know he's played in acc games and had really big games that he's played at a high level he knows what to expect so you can play a little bit different which is also fun as a coach being able to tweak what you do
2: joe dooley joining us if you have a question you can throw one in the uh the facebook live chat as uh <laughs> Shirley, uh get the line ready we do use this quote from you a lot coach robert matthew says this just became a total goat rodeo it can which, be a total goat rodeo which is a line we use from you quite a bit that's a that's a good one there coach um let's uh let's look at the schedule and you know, you've got the out-of-conference the, games. This Myrtle Beach Invitational, I love these these uh, around Thanksgiving tournaments, and you guys are in a great one this year with some really quality opponents. You'll see it in the first matchup on either ESPN2 or ESPNU against Oklahoma, who's the tournament team. But that entire field with Indiana State, ODU, Davidson, Utah State, some really great teams in that you've tournament.
4: You've got is to win the Ivy. You've got uh... – uh, New Mexico State, who I think has been to seven of the last nine or ten NCAA tournaments, you know, great program out there at the Aggies. So uh, those are tournaments. That's an ESPN uh, event. We, we would like to continue to try to play in some of those MTEs, uh, you know, and do those type of things. Uh, you've got a, also on the
2: schedule Liberty, who's uh, been very good over the years. A regional matchup against Old Dominion, Gardner Webb, former East Carolina assistant Tim Kraft, uh, Southern Miss from uh, an old conference rival. So, how do you like the way uh, this non-conference schedule well, was set up?
4: I think you know Liberty was fit in the 50s in the NET and then in the RPI and in the Ken Palm last year, which is a really low number. Uh, you know, there's 356 teams and they were in the 50s. A lot of returns. Have a really good guard. Uh, I do think some of the regional and some of the name, you know, the old dominions, people are familiar with that Southern Miss and old conference foe, some of the in-state. And I think, you know, in this day and age with the uncertainty this year, especially with COVID, you know, being able to, uh, play some of the more regional places. And, you know, we don't get on a plane until conference play. Uh, we'll obviously bust to Myrtle Beach. The Liberty game is in Charlotte uh, where the Hornets play. So that'll be a cool opportunity for our guys to play in an NBA arena.
2: Uh, how have the, how's the group gelled together so far, Coach? You'll see it, you, you know, for real when you get on the court together and you've got a couple of scrimmages coming up. But how tough is it to take the returners, the freshmen, the, the newcomers, the transfers, put them all together, gel
4: them together? Well, I think one thing that happened, we had summer. Uh, you know, I think that made it b- being able to acclimate guys during the summer together uh, is a big difference. Um, you know, every, everything's great until you don't play. And I, and I say that, you know, in practice, it's always funny. You know, you, only have, you have 10 of the 13 or 14 guys out there. And then all of a sudden that first scrimmage, you know, four or five of them figured out, you know, whoa, I'm not going to play maybe as much as I thought. And uh, I do think, you know, that's where you have to manage and handle some of those things, especially with the younger guys because they're used to having a certain role. And that role might not be the same doesn't mean the role they have isn't isn't important it's just maybe not the same role that they've had
2: you don't seem to have lost your passion for coaching basketball for being a head coach even though things have changed so much so how about yourself and your your colleagues you talk to in the coaching world how much do you talk about you know just kind of keeping
4: up with the times and and
2: staying uh you know passionate about the game you love oh
4: i mean love definitely want to keep doing this for a while and and but i think it has changed um I, one side of me understands the the, uh, the push for the student athletes to get more. Um, you know, one side of me also. I was a student athlete, and I didn't feel exploited. I mean, I was able to get a free education. I was able to play college basketball at the Division One level, got a college education, didn't have debt, um, and play a game I love. Now, that being said, things evolve. So, uh, if they can figure out to do how to do these things, and the NCAA allows it, good for them. Uh, but I do think it's different. You might not like it, but If you don't adjust, you're going to get left behind, so you might as well adjust.
2: (laughs) Joe Dooley joining us, Coach. We say this every year. Uh, a, a classic size Seymour phrase. It's a tough league. Uh, Memphis and Houston are, are top teams, top fifteen teams, and then you've got, of course, you know how good Wichita is every single year, and then just uh, up and down the list. So you know this, you're 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 ready for it. But what do you think about the American uh, in
4: 21-22? Well, I look, you know, I, we we judge a lot of the metrics off of the Ken Palm, and Ken Palm had five of our teams in the top fifty. So that puts them in the top 20 percentile in the country. You know, UCF is going to be good. They've got a good nucleus of people back. SMU was predicted third in the league. Tim's got a good solid team, can really coach. Uh, Wichita State's got the preseason player of the year back in Tyson Etienne. Uh, Memphis really loaded up, uh, as we know, with that roster they have. And, uh, you know, the league goes through Houston until someone can move them off that spot. And they've they've earned it. And, you know, they've got a good nucleus of guys back. uh, Obviously losing... uh, Katelyn, uh, uh, Grimes, Quentin Grimes will be a little bit of a hit, and they mm. lost a couple other guys, but they've got enough guys that were probably waiting in the wings that wanted the opportunity to step up.
2: Key against Memphis could get uh, be getting Rashid a technical or two, and maybe get was, some free throws. It, it. Maybe
4: he'll miss a game or two. Yeah. You know, once they get to that certain limit, Mike could get it. But, uh, you know, you start thinking about, you know, with Coach Brown, obviously has yeah. been, and, and Penny, and Rashid is a, uh, is a great guy. I've, I've known him since he was a high school player in Philadelphia, and um, you know they've they've got a really good influx of talent, but they've also got some good returning guys.
2: Coach, a question from Drew: Million dollar question. How do you replace Jaden Gardner's production? Obviously, uh, one guy can't do that, so it's going to be a group effort, I would imagine. But how do you replace the scoring, the rebounding, everything he did on the court?
4: Well, it's got to be a group effort, like you said. I, I you know, the numbers he had were, were really good numbers. Uh, I do think we'll have to split it up. I think I think Vance is capable of getting some. You know, I think uh, Winston Tabs is able of getting some, and I think some of these younger guys or the other guys returning will able to, we'll get more opportunities. We'll all be able to split. Them that also and you know i fortunately i you know I, i've been through it where you say well you've lost you know we lost guys to hardship every year at kansas so what do you do you, you go out and get somebody else and replace them it's not always ideal hmm. but the the dog's bar caravan keeps moving so let's go ahead and get, put plug somebody else in there and let's play
2: a lot of the offense went through Jaden, although you guys were, were good in transition so if you had your druthers coach i mean do you want to try
4: to play up tempo we're going to play faster this yeah. year there's no doubt we'll play faster and i thought we played a little faster last year but i mean and then we had a couple shutdowns and. Uh, I thought our offense was a little bit off kilter, but I do think this year we would like to play faster and and, and try to be a little bit more fun to watch.
2: And uh, Drew also asking how deep is the team rotation wise? How many would you like to see in in any given
4: game? Ideally, I think as a coach, we like to play nine. I mean, you always like to have two front court guys. There's always a foul trouble situation. There's always some front, you know, those type of deals. Uh, being able to adjust, especially out of conference, when you have to play a little bit smaller sometimes, I think those are all. Nine is probably the ideal stretching it to get to ten.
2: Coach Joe Dooley joining us. Coach, we'll let you get to practice, but appreciate your time today, and we'll talk more during the uh, season. So appreciate it, and uh, good luck to you guys. Thanks. Appreciate your help. Joe Dooley joining us and uh, looking forward to some Pirate Hoops, and we'll talk more with Coach Dooley, the staff, and the players as we get you ready for the upcoming season. Let's take a timeout. We'll come back, have more for you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Back with you after this.
0: listening to hour one of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Are you in outside sales and looking for an opportunity to increase your earning potential? Well, Copy Pro has been in Eastern North Carolina for over 45 years, and it continues to grow each year, and they are in need of more sales professionals with a desire to potentially make a six-figure income do you have what it takes visit copypro.net today to submit your resume and to learn more now let's head back in to pirate radio live here's your host clip brock
2: all right thank you shirley rhodes welcome back into the program great to talk
5: what was that look for
2: to joe dooley i was just listening to what you were saying
5: well it was just he he was looking at me like he was completely surprised that i read that entire thing
2: i mean six figures that's six figures six figgy. i mean come on
5: i'm in the wrong business if come it's
2: on, six man. figures now come on guys uh we will have a lot of ecu hoops content for you this season as we always talk pirate hoops but planning to uh talk to the coaches the players uh every week here on pirate radio live so, i'm ready uh coach joe dooley great to talk to he is uh fired up and ready for another season i'm ready to see these new faces i'm a brandon suggs guy so we got the returner so i'm ready to roll
6: Coach came in here with a little pep in his step, too. He did. With a smile on his face.
2: And we only had 20 minutes, but he talked so fast. Like, we got a lot covered there. Yeah. So, that was a good introductory uh, to the 2021-22 season. And uh, we'll have a lot more chats with Coach Dooley, the assistants, the players, as we get ready for some Pirate basketball. All right. uh, We'll reset here. We got Igo joining us coming up in about 10, 15 minutes. So, we'll talk to Igo for an hour before he has to head off tcu basketball practice and then uh bryce williams coming up later in the show jeff Nadeau as well it is a an awesome time to be a sports fan well that depending on who you root for i don't right. i don't watch the nfl anymore yeah actually i do because that game last night i need some mike keith calls do we have any mike keith calls from last night chandler
6: um, <laughs> I, got I know there's some because I was grilling out last night, so I wasn't able to get in front of the TV. So what I did was put my earbuds on, and I went to the TuneIn app and listened to Mike. King. Hold on.
2: I got something here. I'll just, and there were some sacks. I'll just play it. Oh, I know. Every time there was, I thought about it. Shout out to uh, Titans fan Chad, uh, P1 listener. His Titans won last night. Let's see if I can play this off my uh, computer here and get the uh, Derrick Henry run. It's Henry on the run.
7: Yards! Let's get something
6: going! I love it. I love that line. Yards! Yards! Ladies and gentlemen, 76. Yards! <laughs>
2: he really likes to ramp it up, too, right? Oh, yeah. He's uh, He'll at a pretty low. Uh-oh. I think I might have another one. The last play here. Let me see if I can... Did the Titans win the Super Bowl last night? Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> that was an uh, a f- awesome football game, um, especially if you had Titans over, yeah. team total over. I was uh, – Chandler, you were doubting me yesterday. You were doubting Mike Keith I was like, yesterday. you're
6: really liking the Titans.
2: Yeah, it didn't look good for a while. A couple of uh, key moments, though, that uh, – first of all, the, the Bills settling for two field goals early, mm-hmm. and – the, uh, the interception that was near their, uh, in their own territory. Kevin Byard,
6: it was tipped at the goal line, or he was hit as he threw yeah. and kind of just floated in the air. And Kevin Byard, the former All-Pro uh, defensive back for the Titans, picks it off and sets them up pretty.
2: But the second half, uh, the Bills came out like we thought they would and, and had a great third quarter, but the Titans went toe-to-toe. They pick up a win and start to – put themselves back in the conversation, okay, we can be a a playoff team that hosts the game and and potentially make a run. Having said all that, I still think the Bills are the best team in the AFC and the team to beat in the American Football Conference.
6: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Tennessee is definitely a team that can kind of and this is, a, this is a game last night that really can spark them going forward because they had they were off to a slow start with a brutal loss to the Jets earlier this season. Yeah. But they needed a spark. And I think last night against a very good Bills team, uh, probably the best team in, in the NFL, uh, at home on Monday night, primetime, and that is a huge win. And I think that could spark the Tennessee Titans going forward and, and – pushing them into the playoffs all right you got
2: that going on you got the boston red sox scoring runs at an historic rate right now as they put it on the astros last night another grand slam 12 to 3 the score kyle schwarber the latest to hit a granny and uh they were all over the astros they'll play again coming up tonight 808 red sox leading the series two games to one i'm uh, focused on this program for the first two hours then hour three when bryce gets here i'm done because the braves and dodgers play at 508 on the superstation tbs charlie morton versus walker bueller i mean charlie morton's been the braves best pitcher and he's going game three when they're up two nothing in the series there is a legit chance uh, that they take a 3-0 series lead today.
5: I just want to know if Mama's Family's coming on beforehand.
2: Well, coming up at 435, you've got Sanford and Son, followed by Braves Baseball, and then later tonight, a double shot of the Andy Griffith Show, followed by Mama's Family. <laughs> touchdown titans (laughs)
7: yards
2: i have retweeted some clips of skip Carey calling nfl games so uh he he did it all but he is the forever voice of braves baseball
6: so you guys have kind of given up on your nfl teams rightfully so with the washington football team and the miami dolphins correct but you guys have a backup plan. You guys yeah. have the Braves. You have the Red Sox. I have
2: nobody. Diversify your bonds. You gotta have multiple things going. Your you do have somebody. I
6: have the Hornets. You got
2: a game tomorrow night, Taylor. Yeah,
6: but like you guys, we're talking about playoff baseball here.
2: You just want to. I
6: experienced ro- that a couple years you ago. You want a World
2: but- Series and the yeah. red sox have won you know what screw both of y'all the braves haven't won it forever
6: i know and i'm happy for you guys thank especially you especially you i mean i'm just happy that you get to fall back on something nice like it on the braves baseball
2: uh, a nice fallback plan certainly uh and then coming up wednesday night you've got uh the hornets beginning action against the pacers and thursday night the canes are back in action so really something for everyone canes looking good 2-0 uh, and o to start the season. Nice. Brennan on Facebook Live. And Brennan has sprinkled in questions about conference realignment for the last month or so. And I acknowledge the question and then move on because I don't like the topic. And this is why, Brennan, this is why I didn't really talk about it much. This is why I didn't care about it much because this is how it was always going to be. Uh, and Brennan's comment today is the new AAC is going to suck well all right that explains why it was not a topic of conversation or something that interested me on this program yeah
6: do we not agree
2: do we not agree
6: uh very texas do we not agree yeah
2: everything's i mean god bless texas i've been told everything's bigger in texas i've heard that uh she's my texas tornado all that stuff yeah um look you play who's on the schedule i I, I look at it from like i I like games i like the small picture i like sporting events when it comes to the money and the tv is it going to take a hit i mean i would assume so when you lose properties like cincinnati and ucf and houston and you replace them with you know utsa and what, FAU. north texas are they in there Did i see fau yeah the owls i saw somebody tweeted that the the master plan was just to compile as many teams you can with the owl mascot <laughs> temple rice fau we got them all oh baby. Man, I, I didn't think all. about that yeah
6: we racked welcome them up welcome back willie taggart willie taggart at oh FAU.
2: see now i'm excited our old nemesis now we can run the score up
6: on willie taggart good all call right. chandler yeah
2: Uh yeah. I wasn't
6: for sure if he was still at FAU, but he
2: Uh, is. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Uh I go will be here in a little while. We'll break that down coming up. Uh but looking at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, we've got uh Braves Dodgers five oh eight, Astros Red Sox at eight oh eight. The NBA season begins tonight with the defending champion Bucks taking on the Nets at seven thirty on TNT after that. It's the Warriors and the Lakers. So two good games coming up tonight in the association. We'll get you ready for Hornets Pacers tomorrow with Spencer Percy from the Buzzbead podcast. And Chandler will have his uh, assessment of these Hornets coming in uh, to the new season. So uh, we got all that going on and a football game to get ready for East Carolina and Houston. Dana Holgerson's Houston Cougars looking good, but have not been tested since week one against Texas Tech. East Carolina's schedule has been way tougher than Houston's to this point. And they're road tested. They've won on the road. They've played a good Appalachian State team in a neutral site, but on the road. And also, man, a uh, frustrating one against UCF on the road. So Pirates will be ready. They are two touchdown underdogs to the Cougars. Uh, Cougars are a 13-point favorite in that game
6: ah went down one so money's yeah. coming in on the pirates a little bit
2: went from 14 to 13 so uh you got something there all right let's get a break in we'll come back Igo will join us we will talk pirate football pirate hoops conference realignment and make some college football picks as well it's all ahead on pirate radio live here on a tuesday back with you after this gotcha.
0: listening to hour one of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitiesportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at PR927FM. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at FreePR927FM. Join the over 50,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Rock.
2: Alrighty, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. Great to have Joe Dooley in studio and uh, planning to hook up with coach Dooley the assistants the players uh quite a bit as we get you set for the upcoming basketball season Steven Igo is here a little bit early on a Tuesday because Igo has to go to basketball practice not to participate but to ask questions get some audio after today's festivities hello Steve. <coughs> all right go ahead and clear your throat
8: it's uh Houston week so in honor of Dana Holgerson uh, if you listen to his press conference, you get one, uh, one of these every two sentences.
2: We'll have that for you coming up Wednesday on the show. It is Houston week. It is Holgerson week. I go reminded everybody of the Holgerson tweet. Uh, or excuse me. Really? The, <laughs> he, was, he did not tweet it. He said I don't it. know if he asked Twitter. Um, the quote from when he was at West Virginia. Quite possibly the dumbest quote of all time. Uh, let's read it. So this was what, like... 2012, 11, 10, somewhere around there.
8: He as rough as the coach. I want to say 2013, maybe.
2: He said, quote, the major conference is breaking away from schools like East Carolina and Marshall. I think that's got some legs to it. But whether it happens or if I'll still be coaching when it does happen, I don't know. I hope it happens because they're the ones holding us back from being able to feed our players three times a day or from being able to pay them just a small stipend to make their lives a little bit easier so they're not starving to death at specific times of the year, end quote. Marshall, East Carolina, they're the reason that West Virginia players at the time could not eat.
8: Yeah, hashtag feed the Nears. And um, I still don't really understand that quote, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the NCAA is supplying money feed the school this it's the
2: individual schools that are paying for these scholarships and the money so he's an idiot yeah and i tell you what he's got i go he finally realized he's not the offensive genius he thought he was he's got a good defense yeah they are pretty good now 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 they haven't played anybody that's where i was going next
8: you know grambling state offensive juggernaut they were able to shut them out shout out doug williams um you know, the one game that surprised me in terms of the final score and watching it live was Tulsa. And I and we talked about it after that game. Tulsa looked like the worst football team in America that night, but Houston did look really good. The, the one thing that concerns me about this matchup is Houston's front four is legit, and they're too deep pretty much at every spot. If you get a pro football focus and you subscribe like we do to the player grades, like their entire front four grades out is well above average to – really great slash elite and so they don't really blitz they rush four. they play coverage they've got two good corners they got one really good corner um and if if ecu cannot block them similar to how they could not block ucs four-man rush it's just going to be a long day offensively so i worry about the offense having uh to string together plays to score drives because that's been an issue and that's kind of what you're going to get if you face a team that plays a lot of base defense
2: well, you said uh, on something, the VIP chat, whatever. I read a lot of your content, Igo. You put a Thanks. lot of it out. That ECU, fans probably don't want to hear this, but ECU's going to have to run the ball to win this game. Yeah. Why, I mean, I mean it, you can say that every week, but it's why an obvious statement to Why make. this week in particular?
8: Well, if you play a team that plays base defense and they don't like the blitz, if they can just rush for and sit in their base and read and react off that and stop the run with no problem, then... They're gonna sit, you know, six guys in the box instead of seven or and instead of seven or eight, and bring that extra defender down, and then it's that much harder to throw the football against them. So, you really want to be able to at least run the football. You don't have to run it for massive amounts of yardage, but effectively enough to where they have to respect it, bring a safety down, bring their nickel back down and if you cannot do that then you're just trying to pass against seven guys in coverage most of the day and that's a problem unless you can protect really well and unless you can hit a lot of the underneath stuff which you know if, if ecu can find a way to match up tyler sneed with some of their their slot backs and safeties this could be a, a good game for tyler sneed they do like to play a lot of man coverage and uh coverage on the back end but you know their outside corners are, are their strength and so hopefully they can ecu can attack the middle of the
2: field seems like I mean, there's been some tight end games so it's been here and there but the catch and run which uh we saw quite a bit the, the previous years has not been there for east carolina it's been kind of boom or bust in the passing game would you agree with that yeah i mean we really have not seen outside of
8: CJ Johnson had one against Charleston Southern where he broke a tackle and made a big play. But I mean, outside of that, I guess the, the hell, the, not Hail Mary, but the, uh, the fourth down play to Snead was kind of a catch and run play, but he was still behind the defense. You just haven't seen a lot of guys catch like a five yard pass, and make a bunch of guys miss. And really, like just, Crossing over the yeah. middle. And the know. problem is, I just don't think he's used that dynamic at receiver right now. So, like, who's going to make that play to where you throw a five yard pass, <clears> the guy breaks two tackles you know keaton mitchell rajay can do that but i don't really see that type of player at receiver right
2: now for ecu yeah maybe all right uh how about houston's offense i go i mean when you think holgerson you think spread it out you know fast moving do they have is it up tempo and all that it is up
8: tempo at times it's not like i don't think as dynamic as his west virginia days or even earlier at houston when he had case keenum as the oc but I think they play more complimentary football it's more a lot more running game you know he really wanted to establish the run I remember reading when they went back to uh, when he got the Houston job and he just felt like he did not have the offensive line by the way old friend Brandon Jones the offensive line coach at Houston and watching their game against Tulane I felt the offensive front and pass protection was pretty average, average. I did think in, uh, in terms of running the ball they, they looked pretty big and athletic and good um so listen they got talent i mean you're in houston texas you can go every which way east west north south drive 20 30 minutes and just be loaded with talent in terms of recruiting so they have talent um they've got experience now dan has kind of built his system he's weeded a lot of the guys out from the apple white era major a major apple white man How that seems like forever ago um and so you, you can see them taking off but i do think they have not really been tested lately Tulane did a little bit um texas tech put together a good second half and texas tech's not even that good so i, I don't think this is an unwinnable game the problem is ecu just we, we've said it all year can they be consistent enough from quarter one to quarter four in every phase to go beat a, a good team on the road
2: so they, do they go from Sumlin to they go Herman after that? No, they had a guy in between them. That was bad, right? It was he wasn't good.
8: That's now. the guy I'm trying to remember. And they so they had uh, Sumlin. They went in 2011. They went undefeated and then lost the conference state championship to Southern Miss. Huh in case kingdom's like 14th year
2: he was still there yeah i was gonna say like joke um he was still there because he got
8: hurt in 2010 came back in 2011
2: i'd love to remember that guy's name without looking it up they beat ecu that year 56 to 3 what year 2011 jeez and then
8: 2012 i forget who their coach was but they weren't good then they came here and ecu beat the brakes off of them deshaun amos had a pick six and i think that was the last matchup before they went to the american
2: uh, Shirley, see if you have that clip that it probably just says average. Average. Uh, Brandon Jones, uh, the former O line coach, when I asked how the line looked one day in <laughs> his Texas cowboy accent said uh average. Uh Houston football coaches what was that dude? Average. There it is. <laughs> just this a- was
6: it uh tony levine
2: i think that was him. yeah yeah and i don't even think that's the guy. Else. maybe i was thinking, tony
6: levine was 2011 to 2014.
2: i think i was thinking of a bad basketball coach then
6: who was before uh oh i know what you're talking about it was kevin Sutherland before him and then david gibbs was after tommy uh tony levine david
2: gibbs i think he was probably an interim or something <laughs> yeah
6: because it says he coached one game
8: okay <laughs> i was like who is david gibbs <laughs> um i know exactly who you're talking about basketball because it was before they hired um the guy they have now. Calvin Sampson. Yeah, Calvin Sampson.
2: Dickey? James Dickey. James Dickey. I think is who I was uh yep. thinking of of a bad coach because he went well, he went sixty four sixty two, twenty six and forty in league play.
8: You know, and he wasn't good, but that's still better than any ECU coaches done.
2: That is
8: kind of crazy. Not true. Is it true? yeah i think so i think joe dooley was at the top of the chart but now in his second tenure it's gone back under 500 overall (laughs) so now who's the i think uh, dave odom is number uh, one dave odom what
2: did lebo finish under 500 Uh, like five or six games but we had that one year (laughs) and now that we are back in this new conference I got to put oh my uh, gosh! He was excited to see Rice back on the basketball who was that schedule. Dude they Morris had Almond.
8: Well, they had him. That's the only he guy I good. think of. They had another guy who was really good, though, transfer. And he just, I just remember, so I see Seymour made him sound like the greatest man <laughs> in
2: college basketball. Um, well, I mean, that happens quite a bit. He was like a double double
8: machine, though.
2: I game. just remember Morris Alman. I do remember a good ECU
8: Rice conference day opening tournament game that the Pirates were victorious in.
2: Uh, Al's in the NBA. I don't think he was in. So your guy didn't make the NBA. Uh, Man, that guy stinks. He's no Morris Alman. Anyway, uh, I go. Yeah, we'll talk. Uh, well, we got a few minutes now. I haven't really got into the the conference realignment stuff because I don't like it and i knew it would be bad and it's going to turn out being bad Like, right, what is the big picture for this mean though for espn for money all that i go what is the impact on east carolina university so i've heard that basically they, you want to look up your guy before yeah, get into i do this. you're honestly. really all over it right now go ahead and find your guy
8: i can't even find him though maybe he wasn't that good <laughs> <laughs> maybe Sa
2: si just you mean Sai said a guy was really good that wasn't that good rice has had a lot of players score 40 points in a game i mean they got a long tra- look steven a <laughs> tradition of rice basketball you think about morris Alman. you think about that other guy that you can't think about right now they've had a lot of 40 point scores they got a great facility arsalan kazimi arsalan kazimi is one of my favorite players he played college
8: basketball for the oregon ducks and the rice out basketball teams he was the 54th overall pick so it was drafted
2: how about that
8: Arsalan kazemi i remember him versus ecu all right there you go anyways great recall um what were we talking about now what oh, this conference means realignment. big picture was uh so here we go you know here's the thing pretty underwhelmed by what the american is has done or is doing It just seems like they are going for the market grab and I'm sure ESPN is behind this in a way. I just don't really understand why you can't go like a couple of these teams and a couple of Sunbelt teams and kind of get that blend of market and good football. Like to me, none of these teams move the needle. Like at least when the American rated CompGSA the first time and they added ECU, Memphis, Houston, all these teams like these teams had some football tradition. Like, what has FAU done? What has UTSA done? They're top twenty-five right now. Next year, they could be back to relevant. North know. Texas, they are. Terrible. I mean, Rice, Rice. They used to run the triple option. That's all I remember. Charlotte, Charlotte has no football tradition. Like, I just, I don't know, man. I, taking six of these teams seems a little little much like take three or four max i don't really understand the play here like why not take utsa and fau and then take like app and coastal or take app in
2: louisiana not that it matters to us but what happens to conference usa
8: i mean i guess it's deemed irrelevant and that's maybe that's part of the Americans' plan, but I, I mean, to me, <laughs> I saw a, an I saw an article by Brett McMurphy that a Comptroller's USA executive said this actually helps us more than hurts us, because it it which I don't believe. But well, I would hope they make a move to help them more than hurt them. That's what Comptroller's USA said about oh, losing uh, the uh, teams. They were like, "Now, wow, that's a hell of a statement." <laughs> they said, "Now we have less uh, less dead weight dragging
2: us down." No.
7: <laughs>
8: I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he was saying. Now we
2: can oh, focus on man. our. Better. All of this is just so. The whole such thing a is joke. stupid, man. Yeah. Like, and like, Dude, I did like. Mike Oresco should come out and say that about uh, and just point exactly. to like particular athletic programs, like, like back when you had Shane Carn and Carden. Justin Justin Hardy. <laughs> like cincinnati uh cincinnati baseball has been holding us down for years and you look at memphis what have they ever done in uh track and field yeah, memphis baseball has been a really good disappointment darren Rock made that one tournament in like uh,
8: 2009 and, and since then just the inability to get back to the initial lake regional has been extremely disappointing houston
2: swimming and diving is terrible they had three players drown last year they can't even swim
8: and you look at a team like east carolina they cut their their women's uh, swimming and diving program and then they bring it back I mean, I mean, that's the type of uh, commitment we're looking for. <laughs> You're not, oh, man. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I don't understand. I don't, what, like, I don't even care. Like uh, 14 honestly, teams? I don't
2: care. <laughs> I just, I'm going to preview the games. I'm going to be here on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. I mean, tailgate I remember when ECU getting played. Getting folks ready for ECU in North Texas. I remember
8: when ECU played ECU. Uh, <laughs>
2: wow. that! I remember when game.
8: ECU played FAU on a Thursday night game.
2: Uh, uh, when was there was the, like lightning. Or is that a different thing? I think one? you're thinking of Maybe so. Maybe so.
8: That was the Saturday night game that we all had to evacuate the stadium. Yeah, we. <laughs> everyone had to evacuate the stadium except for the media that was in the uh, right erector set of a press box. But the FAU game, it was a blackout. And EC won like 31 to 13 or something like that. And. It was that weird transition year where ECU was going to the American, but they were leaving Conference USA. But all the teams from Conference USA had already gone to the American, so it was just like ECU, Tulsa, and Tulane. And now it's just going to be that again, except for
2: we're not going to the American. Johnny says uh, we're by this now, but Johnny is our basketball guy. Rice had that Egyptian player; he used him. to light us up. Arsalan Kazemi, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have been notified of a tweet by uh, one of your favorites and a uh, friend of the show, C. Austin Cox. Oh, yeah. Love C. What's up, C? One of my good buddies, C. C. <laughs> he said, uh, appears the AEC had no choice but to poach Conference USA. ESPN likes its discounted Sunbelt property that saw TV viewership up 13- 135% last season. And Nick's Coastal Carolina to the AAC Conference USA's TV rights are with Stadium, CBS Sports Network, ESPN Plus. So ESPN just took the Conference USA teams that wanted.
8: Which I've heard that as well. Like ESPN's pulling the strings here, and that's what I was going through earlier. Awesome.
2: But like, how's is that? A,
8: is that good? That doesn't really help the Americans long term pronostication. It's More about the ESPN controlling as much of college football as they want to. But then, why didn't ESPN help East? Uh, Help the American poach the Big Twelve, which just does not have an ESPN contract. So, like, I don't get it now. See, Austin Cox, maybe he's got Mike Resco on the. Uh, well, see, one of The, the best line, line because he had the he was the only man in America to have the AAC Daily Podcast. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is running an American Athletic Conference podcast. Captain
2: American. Ah uh, yeah, this whole thing's a joke, but whatever. Just get back to winning games, man. Like I don't yeah.
8: care if we're playing freaking FAU, FIU, FDU, like whatever. fairly dickinson, fairly dickinson university, they got a great football tradition. Like just get back to winning games and it can be fun. Like that 2013 season, ECU played these crappy teams, but they won 10 games. They went to a bowl game and won. And they beat UNC and State in the same year. So
2: I know like, basketball, baseball don't matter, but that year that they got a buy in the Conference oh USA yeah. tournament was awesome. That's as close as ECU's been to the
8: NCAA tournament in years. Yeah. All they had to do was beat Tulsa, and they were two wins away from making the NCAA tournament. <coughs> so, you know, the good thing is during this transition, ECU will have like a little buffer period. I was talking about this with somebody earlier today. where They'll have better talent than all these whatever teams coming into the league. They should be able to take advantage of that. Like the first three to four years that this league is watered down. ECU should be able to separate itself and, I don't want to say dominate, but be in the upper half of the conference. Yeah. Like 2013, if the program is in a good spot, you should be one of the premier teams in the league. We just have to hope ECU does not screw up and blow this opportunity. I mean, you just got to get back to winning games. That's what it comes down to. I don't care what conference you're playing in. You can have 40,000-plus averaged, no matter who you're playing, if you just get back to winning football games, being more consistent in basketball. We know baseball is going to be a proud product of the of the Pirate Nation. So, to get back to winning games, the non-conference schedules are pretty stacked. Yeah, that's seven, what I was about years. to talk
2: about right now. There's no,
8: there, you know... You can really get up for those games. You know, ECU used to have success in conference USA under skip
2: Bowles. There's no reason
8: the program can't continue to be exciting
2: and have success, even if you're in a crappy league. I agree. NC State at BYU in 22. Michigan, App State, Marshall 23. Um, Now we're talking about uh, conference games at Charlotte.
8: (laughs) (laughs) So what are we going to do about that?
2: that. But the thing is, like, (laughs) that's a great point.
8: I guess uh, that Charlotte game is going to have to be replaced. Are we playing them twice? Maybe back-to-back weeks? Maybe more ODU. Just get ODU on the schedule every year. Oh, good.
2: Maybe Liberty. But no, outside of that, NC State again, Marshall, App State, Boise, West Virginia, South Carolina, Wake Forest, the revenge game against Georgia State, Boise State. So, like, uh, yeah, you're going to have good marquee football games on your schedule. And if you're good, uh, 6-1 East Carolina – versus, you know, 6-1 and Memphis is a big game in the season. There's no reason,
8: you know, App State's in a crappy league right now. The Sun Belt has improved, but it's very top-heavy. They run, you know, Coastal Carolina. If ECU had Coastal Carolina scheduled this year, they would be at minimum 10-2. and And so, you know, you can win football games in a crappy league and still have a lot of fun doing it. Like, who would not kill to be in Coastal or App State's I mean, it's not
2: like we're losing Alabama and Penn State from this league anyway. I just think people
8: that are saying, like, this is super depressing, like, yeah, it sucks. It's not great, but it's also, at the end of the day, it's more about ECU being a better football program, a better athletic department than what conference they're in. They just have to get back to doing that. And then maybe if they start having success in five years when the Big 12 is looking to expand again, we can all hope and then get our hopes dashed when they take another team when they
2: take uh fau yeah or charlotte uh by the way chandler brought up a good point willie taggart revenge game oh uh, man you, you, screw willie taggart man that dude sucks whoa about cuss on the air you did dude. that was, that was one of the <laughs> most egregious things i've ever seen they are throwing hail mary's up by whatever they were up <laughs> it was by.
8: legit like 38 to twenty. With like 18 seconds left, and they just drop back—not even play action, just a straight <laughs> drop back, like you'd see on NCAA 12, and you're playing some nugget online. And I don't remember. I don't <laughs> think the backup quarterback was in either. No, it was it was uh, Flowers. It's Quentin Flowers. Yeah, I mean, they were intentionally trying to run up the score.
3: Yeah. It There's was, local politics, bud. <laughs> and <laughs> I asked
8: Scotty Montgomery after the game and I remember he was like legitimately pissed about it and it was said I guarantee. It was refreshing to see. I remember the uh what was the real was the real quick handshake after that game. You remember that? I
2: don't remember. He that. didn't
8: even look him in the eye. He just
2: Is that the game too? They all run together, but I remember one game we stopped the postgame early because there was like a hurricane coming. That was me and Troy and Charlie were here.
8: Should have stayed in Tampa. So that was that game. And they flew instead to Virginia and tried to. Oh, yeah. And the bus got stuck. Oh, yeah. Because the roads were flooded. That was the Scotty Montgomery call as well. He was so (sighs) eager to get back and begin preparing for the next rematch
2: against South Florida (laughs) that he wanted to fly through a hurricane. And the bus didn't have enough city speed to get home in time. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More with Iga. Talk, uh, I don't know. We got to make some college football picks. Maybe more football talk. Hoops. Where would you like the conversation to go? You can leave a comment on Facebook Live or Twitter or give us a call 317 1250. Back with more after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Do you need custom t shirts? or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitiesportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio for 18 years. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock.
2: Hi. Welcome back into the program, Clip Rock. Stephen Igo, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here on a Tuesday coming up later on in the show the big man on campus jeff and they do it will be bryce williams tuesday as bryce has he a dub con- conflict on wednesday so he'll be here in the five o'clock hour we'll hear some mike houston comments i go we'll hear it later but uh you asked uh, coach houston about the self eval that went on self-evaluation from the team uh over the week did uh what are you laughing at
8: i want to talk about our self-evaluation did you do any during the bye week did you need to, did you do any
2: self-scout not enough not
8: enough what about I, you chandler did you do any self-scouting no he barely showed up that's right he's on this wedding bachelorette bachelor bachelor trip bachelor <laughs> <laughs> i don't a know
2: man burglarly? i'm delirious i'm I know. used to
8: being here at this time what I'm a dork. Usually I'm here from five to six. Oh, so the time deal is This is you. my worst time of the day is like three to four thirty. You
2: got a little uh shalol. Yeah. Yeah. Fog. And
8: when I was self scouting myself, I told myself I need to be better in this time of the day. Like ECU struggles in the third quarter this year. Yeah. I struggle in the third quarter of the day as well. So is
2: lunch kinda halftime? Yeah,
8: for sure. Lunch, I mean and you wanna win
2: the middle eight? And the second half of the middle
8: of eight it's not going well for me at all. And it's still, I mean, I, tr- I told myself all weekend I would pick it up this week. And here we are on Tuesday, and I still suck.
2: Could be a bad sign for Pirate football. Yeah, that is true. Did Mike Houston say anything uh, that they do need to improve on when you asked him that question? Uh, some generality stuff, nothing
8: crazy. I mean, he said they've got to be better in terms of Basically, being more consistent and finishing on defense, and being more consistent offensively in execution. I mean, so all the general. Phrases. Yeah, I mean, nothing crazy in the return game, special teams wise. I because mean, they really haven't done anything in the return
2: game. Now's a, a nice weekend to start that against a, a team you're two touchdown underdogs against on the road, and Let's get a big it's teams play
8: team that has really good return man themselves. He's already returned, I think, two punts for touchdowns this year. So it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a challenge. But I think, you know, I wrote an article, Five Things ECU Needs to Improve upon, and I think number one's got to be third down conversions offensively. It's just been a problem now for a year and a half. Steven I go hoist the colors. I already know. I mean, I,
2: I talked to Zach Maske, which got the scoop. Oh, man. Congratulations to our friend, friend of the show, Ariel Epstein on her new gig with Yahoo Sportsbook. Ariel would not tell me exactly what her next move was. She said it was a national brand that did gambling. So my first guess was Barstool, because she's got a good friend there, Kelly in Vegas, who's uh, an employee there. Uh, She said it was not that. And I said, all right, well, I don't want to just throw out guesses, but I do have one more, CBS Sports HQ, because she said they were based in New York. Right. We have that on every day in the studio here. They talk sports, but they talk a ton of gambling. So I was like, oh, this is it. I got it. She said, Nope, that's not it either. And then I said, all right, I'm not going to guess anymore. Uh, so Yahoo Sportsbook, Ariel Epstein uh, joins the squad. So that is awesome. She's really good. She uh, gave me, well, gave everybody, but I told her last week, uh, a couple of plays on Thursday Night Football. Uh, but she's, she's awesome at what she does, kind of – out of the blue i don't know maybe she always had this she didn't really get to talk gambling on her wcti 12 job yeah. in eastern north carolina but uh carved out her own path and is doing awesome yeah no
8: it's it's great to see because um she kind of took a a gamble on yeah. herself and it's paid her off so yeah both those both of them have really kind of hit their own pathway and it's been cool to see getting to know them here and Then find a success elsewhere that plays to their strengths and i know that she i think when she first got started in it she you know she obviously knew gambling but i don't think she was as an expert then as she is now but she's dove into and that's what you have to do you've got to really commit dive into something with uh, all of your heart and just pay it off
2: she did a self evaluation she did and got herself uh and prospered from
6: she it. nailed two props last thursday for the eagles bucks game quez watkins yep longest receiving yard is like who does that and ariel ronald, and ronald jones ronald jones yep i had them both so i was like, i don't even thank know you quez... ariel. i didn't he either he's their best receiver yeah i can tell you that it was like longest reception for 21 and a half yards he had like a it hit in the yard. first quarter,
2: like on the first drive yeah
8: she's <laughs> so good at finding those little
6: and and a lot props. of it
2: is uh It's not knowing him necessarily. It's knowing what the opponent has allowed, too. So there's a lot of stats involved. A lot of nerd stuff, but uh, that's awesome. Uh, John says, if Cincinnati hangs in the AP top four, could they be the highest-ranked team to ever visit Dowdy-Ficklin Stadium?
8: I would think so. So What was West Virginia ranked? that Not the year that ECU beat them, but Skip Holtz's... 2006?
2: So that, yeah uh, James i feel like Pitney. they were extremely high that year that was a good game for a while
6: what was virginia tech
2: that was the one where um allison, allison got did. the terrible uh oh yeah taunting penalty yep. for just jumping into the end zone
8: by the way i've got a theory theory to think about i think cincinnati is going to pull speaking of west virginia i think they're going to pull a west virginia Remember that year, West Virginia lost the pit, lost an awful Pittsburgh team. Yeah, in the final game, all they had to do was win, and they were going. They to were like twenty some point. Yeah, BCS national championship. I am feeling that. I'm feeling that for ECU in the final game of the year. <laughs> all right, cool, cool, neat projection.
2: Uh, that would be awesome, but a, I do remember that, Steve. It was, but that was a home game. Yeah, for West a home Virginia.
8: Game. They wore the highlighters. Mm maybe ecu will come out in the highlighters but not nah. highlighter yellows yeah yeah let's do it um but i just feel like it's going to be the mike houston revenge game after the fake punt last year nobody he, loves
2: a revenge game more than steven he's going to
8: have the boys fired up i don't know if it's going to matter because Cincinnati's really freaking
2: good this is going to be a big opportunity big opportunity
8: big opportunity
2: and i like ecu's chances opportunity you like ecu's chances to beat cincinnati am i i just want to make sure I'm i like you on uh
8: on that day i like ECU's chances
2: all right. if you don't you can go fly a kite
8: <laughs> i guess uh <laughs> i don't know if i'm saying i like their chances to win the game by the way what are you saying, what are you, saying <laughs> you just said
2: you like their chances <laughs> to compete to,
8: to compete. compete to compete to cover when did cincinnati played a tough game all year at, at indiana they're going to be in a dogfight. They went to
2: South Bend. You like ECU's chances they, they of rolled. having a chance.
8: Yeah, I like ECU's chances of having a chance. If you check ESPN's <laughs> football power index, the Pirates have an 8.3% chance of winning that game. <laughs> That's pretty high, my estimation. What is wrong with you? I'm in a lull and I'm trying to get out of it. You guys are just trying to keep me in my lull. <laughs> Can we beat Houston first or compete The Pirates will beat Houston. <laughs> They're gonna be eight and three going into the Cincinnati game. The Pirates will be receiving votes. They'll beat Cincinnati and then they'll be ranked number seventeen in America. Cincinnati will drop from number one
2: all the way to number nine. Number one? Yeah, they'll be number one. What a bunch of teams gonna lose? Georgia's gonna I lose. I gotta see your rest of football, like your whole college football right, rest of it. season. It <laughs> sounds like a lot to on. Georgia
8: will lose to somebody. Did Vandy beat Alabama in this or I've got Georgia beating uh I've got Florida beating Georgia. Mm. i've got alabama beating georgia in the championship is
2: that florida georgia game? who's where's that at this year i think it's usually in jacksonville damn yeah i tried to catch you that was a trick question and guess what i've already mapped out the whole schedule you can't trick me (laughs) all right uh cincinnati versus ohio state
8: first game of the college football playoff or one versus four i should say cincinnati's
2: not in they lost to east carolina this is my alternate (laughs) This guy. Get a load of this guy. He doesn't know quarterbacks. He doesn't,
8: he doesn't know, know he anything. Doesn't Davis Seals is a great quarterback, <laughs> man.
2: By the way, Davis Seals, a.k.a. David um, Mills, David, no, David Seals, a.k.a. Davis yep. Mills, had over 300 yards passing against Bill Belichick. <clears> he <throat> still didn't win. Then the following week, Dak Prescott had like 500 yards passing. Uh, John Tom, John, John Thomas. Says concerning the projected six additions to the American, the, the Temple fans aren't happy either. Who knew they had fans? Temple does not have fans. They have like three posters, and they
8: all post on a hoist of colors.
2: And he said, "I don't think Rice has ever had more than thirty-five hundred people at any home game." Neither has Temple. I don't. So, well, who is happy? Are the teams joining <laughs> the American? Even i not happy so. about this. <laughs> what if North Texas is like? Oh, that's cool I mean I appreciate you
8: but nah how many Texas teams are there now in the league I mean basically Texas has its
6: own division North Texas UTSA Rice SMU SMU there's uh, gotta be more uh, maybe not well Houston's gone
8: okay that's right Houston's league but then you you also have Tulsa which is in Oklahoma let
6: me go UTSA see what, let me go is see what C
2: UTSA put up. UTSA is my favorite one they have the coolest logo I think they're fun they have a cool mascot Roadrunners.
6: <clears throat> they need north texas smu rice utsa right there in the middle of the country you have tulsa and wichita state okay so M-
8: not as many as i thought i guess houston leaving makes it less dramatic but um anyways as i was saying now i don't even remember what i was saying you weren't saying anything <laughs> i was saying something in my mind and you, <laughs> you guys really are really
2: interrupted me you are off 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 but
8: I think, you know, the problem is, I just if you're Charlotte, yeah, I guess you play ECU. Is that an attraction for them joining the league? Is, like ECU, I don't think this benefits ECU at all. I don't think. Well, here's one thing
2: though. You want to? We we always say you don't want to go back to Conference USA, so you're playing on Facebook and all that crap. So is this better? Well, the only thing that's better
8: is the TV money, which is supposedly staying the same. That's what it's all about. That's what we have to remember. Apparently, with all these TV markets being added, the TV money contract will stay the same. But
2: I I don't know. How long is our deal through with that, Igo? Do you remember?
8: 2030, maybe. Oh, okay. I don't know the exact date but it's a while I mean, well
2: if that's the case then then big picture wise for the next eight years although the landscape could change seven times till then but if that's the case that's that's not terrible news
8: yeah i mean if you still have the revenue it's, it's worth it i mean we can all talk about how much it sucks and how much how much we don't want to see EC playing rice in every sport, but if you're making seven million a year, yeah, off you're getting TV that. You're still
2: to, widely available because everything's going to be on ESPN mm-hmm. Plus. At worst, yep. Then it's not the end of the world. It's, it's okay. not the end of the world. It, it's it's it doesn't feel great, but again, it's more about getting back to winning games. Let's win games. Agreed. Win games. Um, you need to leave. What time do you need to leave? Four twenty. <laughs> yeah, really? Actually, 420. Well, let's make picks. Two. Okay. So we got time to make picks. I got to get over there to talk to Joe Dooley. Okay. About what you're talking about. Um, Houston minus 13, East Carolina. I'm taking the Pirates plus the points here. I'm going to go ECU, and I feel good about it. I think this is a touchdown
8: game either way.
2: Cut it. I got all American games up here other than the uh, fun all belt. All
8: American games. I love all American games.
2: Other than the fun belt on Wednesday night because this is not a good slate of college football this weekend. Coastal Carolina. App State. I'm taking App State. I'm taking well. App by two touchdowns. That's a little aggressive, but I will take App. It's the State App State revenge game. game. uh UCF minus one <laughs> against Memphis. Now, if you gave me this game uh, the last seven years, i don't like, be like this man, this we is a huge not game. game. No, nah, we're doing crappy games. I don't Wait like Wait till you game. see the last one. You might already have. Southern Miss, Utah. Close. UCF minus one, Memphis. I'll take Memphis. I think UCF absolutely stinks. <sighs> at UCF? Yeah. Knights. Cincinnati minus 27 and a half on the road at Navy. Cincinnati, they... Always destroy the option under Fickle. I uh, will take Cincinnati. South Florida at home minus two and a half against Temple. South Florida, which has not won
8: an FBS game in over seven hundred days, is favored <laughs> against Temple.
2: I <sighs> uh, South Florida. I'm taking Temple. Wow. What do you mean? Wow, you're taking South Florida? <laughs> wow i can't believe you're taking the owls on the road though oh by the way uh i go three owls in the new american that's exciting that's that's super fascinating a lot of owls so all right Stephen. a lot of road runners too thank you uh for joining us today <laughs> htc where does utsa play their football games uh in the Alamo dome? do they have a cool dome let's see utsa football stadium i don't know if they have a right. ah the alamo dome <laughs> i am a comp usa expert that is very very cool did we uh we so, never played there so did we played them here tell me that's not a cool environment for a football game i would say it's a cool venue i would not say cool that's environment. gonna remind that's me of us
6: like playing in this the Superdome. yeah playing back, the superdome back back playing in the well
2: the alamo Dome's not as big as the superdome though like they can like make it kind of shrink it yeah yeah do you remember for basketball (laughs) games they used to put that big blue curtain up for spurs games y'all are a little younger than me i don't know how many i'm chopping (laughs) Braves play coming up soon (laughs) see you steven see you man (laughs) i'd mind
6: take it easy man take it easy bro i'll take a time can't wait
8: for that game at utsa in 2024 (laughs) november the 13th are you going to
2: houston do you think i'm going to houston yeah yeah i'm going all right we'll call you on the phone no, i'll see you huh facetime facetime all right well, let's facetime him. <laughs> facetime i'm gonna be doing this you have really lost the uh plot today something's wrong with you you really are off you've been getting sleep how's slater doing uh slater's doing good sleep not going so well yeah
8: that's creating a lull I got to get out of here.
2: All right. I've said goodbye you to just you seven times. You're trying
8: to keep the conversation
2: going. Jeff Nadu joins us next on Pirate Radio Live here on a Tuesday. We're back with you after this.
0: You're listening to hour two of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now back to the show.
5: Welcome back from Sales to Service. Greenville Auto World has- All of your vehicle needs covered. Shop all of their inventory now at GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. If you're also looking for someone to service your vehicle, Greenville Auto World has a full service and repair facility. Brakes, oil changes, tires, inspections, and they can repair any kind of vehicle. Greenville Auto World, across from Speedway at Bell's Fork and online at GreenvilleAutoWorld.net. Thanks to Tim Sutton and Jim Rogers for their participation of the program now let's head back into prl here's clip rock
2: all righty charlie rhodes chandler honeycutt clip rock here on a tuesday edition of pirate radio live coming up wednesday or see i'm already screwed up coming up at five o'clock our normal wednesday guest bryce Williams will be here also uh the braves will be playing against the dodgers in the five o'clock hour a lot going on today all right uh a lot going on in the world of sports exciting time let's head out to the Fixed NC Live line, and talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. As, uh, we'll talk uh, college football, as we do on Tuesdays. We talk NFL with them on Thursdays, but maybe mix in some NBA, a lot going on. Big man, how you doing today? I'm
3: pretty good, clip How are you? Hey, doing great.
2: Uh, getting ready for an uh, ECU football Saturday on the road at the Houston Cougars, and Jeff, I, I've watched Houston play one time this season, and it was the opener uh, against Texas Tech, and kind of said, okay, well, it's the same old Houston team. Maybe they'll be decent. Maybe uh, maybe they can get to a bowl game. Well, they have run off five straight wins since that opening season loss to the Red Raiders. Now, they haven't played the best competition, but their defensive numbers are stellar uh giving up uh, i think 16 points a game uh just over 100 yards rushing a game the passing yards in the hundreds for opposing teams navy will skew those stats a little bit of course but uh dana holgerson's team looking good as they head into this one they are a 13 point home favorite against the pirates total sitting at 58 so despite those defensive numbers i guess uh they're thinking ECU will put up at least a few points here on Saturday. Jeff, any thoughts on uh, Houston and East Carolina here, both coming off a of bye?
3: Yeah, uh, you know, th- this is exactly the time you probably don't want to play Houston. They- they've really, as you said, kind of got it going a little bit. Uh, Clayton Toon is finally back healthy. Amal is running the football well. Their skill guys are always good. Look, they're always a good offense, as we know, whether, you know, it was, you know, Tom Herman or or, or Dana Holgerson, whoever's the coach there, this is always a very good offense. Um, that's had you know they've had no intru- no issue moving the ball as you said their defense has been better um, yeah you know, I'm kind of looking at this game and and, and saying I mean you now how many times does does, does ECU need to, to kind of you know let games fall behind the wayside before you know we stop backing them now again to just win the game I don't think that's something that will happen here but there's a lot of points again it is a good time to back Houston and you know, ECU is obviously coming up a buy I feel like if it got to 14 I'd maybe look to come back on East Carolina a little bit, but I think the play here is probably for me on the over um, Houston's obviously had no trouble putting points on the board, hitting 40 or more uh, in all but two games this year. Uh, I think defensively they've been proved, but I still think they give up 20, 24 here. ECU, as we know, can move the ball. There's probably a situation here where they're down, let's say two or three touchdowns. They have to throw the football. Um, I- I'm willing to believe, look, if I can get a number in the fifties here, I'd probably look at playing the over in this game. I've definitely played ECU overs over the years. Uh, and one thing we know about ECU, and, and, and you know pretty pretty uh, intimately, this team is a quick offense. They go quick. Um, they're not going to be a team that bogs down. They're top 25 in place per game. So I, I think we see some points in this game. I'm surprised we're seeing a total in the 50s.
2: Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, Wednesday night is going to be awesome. We'll be out at AJ's for Sports Trivia. We're going to have... Uh, NLCS action with the ALCS wrapping up uh, right as we begin trivia at 8 o'clock. We've got you know the Hornets opener, a lot of teams opening up in the NBA Wednesday night, and a great college football game as well. App State was absolutely embarrassed last week, uh, but they get Coastal at home on a Wednesday night. Great bounce-back opportunity for the Mountaineers. The question is, Jeff, how good is Coastal? Are they good enough to Uh, Clearly they're good enough, but can they go into Kid Brewer Stadium and pull out a win? They are favorites against App State on the road on Wednesday night.
3: You know, I don't know. I don't know how good they are because, you know, when you look at this schedule, okay, Citadel, Kansas, UMass, Buffalo, UL Monroe, and Ark State. Now, Hmm. it's important to mention they have absolutely obliterated (laughs) every team with the exception of Buffalo. Um, you know, by, you know, 30 plus points. And they're one of the highest scoring teams in the country, if not the highest scoring team in the country. But this is the first real test. And you mentioned it on the road in Boone, a tough place to go play. Um, This is a team off of a really embarrassing loss on national television. Um, You know, this is still a game for App State where you're looking at this and saying, the season's not over. We're two games back. We've got an opportunity against the best team in this conference uh, to get the job done. Um, I like Chase Bryce. Obviously, you know, you've seen him play. He's a good quarterback. I, I trust kind of the, the the blue collar. You know, keep the ball on the ground if, if you're App State. I'm looking at this number and feeling like I think it's a little low. I think it's almost enticing you to take Coastal hmm. if you're a public better and say, well, they'll just kind of roll over. This isn't a good App State team this year. I'm not so sure. I, if I'm looking here at this game, I'm leaning with Appalachian State. Um, that's a tough place to go play, especially off of a loss for App State. I think they'll be highly motivated uh, and ready to go in this game. I think it's a close one. We finally see Coastal get tested, possibly. I think the under's interesting as well. You mean to tell me, Clip, that you're going to throw out a 59.5 on a team that scores 47 points a game. What that's telling you is this is expected to be major step up. It's going to be a game played uh, high 20s for each team, mid-20s. I'm looking
2: at an under as well. Jeff dude, joining us. Uh, I like it. Uh, That's coming up Wednesday night. That should be a good game. Jeff, let's uh, let's go to Saturday. So, Wake Forest, uh, and and credit to them, they beat everybody in front of them. That includes, uh, you know, Florida State at home, a trip to Virginia, which could have been tricky. They take care of business there. They beat Louisville. They win at Syracuse, which can be tough, but they pull out a three-point win there. Now we get to the back half that includes a four game stretch of North Carolina, NC State, Clemson, BC. Before you get there, you got Duke and then you got this week's opponent at Army. How how tricky is this one for the undefeated Wake Forest Demon Deacons? Wake is a slight favorite on the road, but what do you think about their uh, that matchup, Wake Forest and Army?
3: Yeah, you know, it just seems clip like everything's coming up good for Wake. Yeah. It, I mean, you know, you look at when you fa- And one of the reasons I backed Army last week, a clip against Wisconsin, was the fact that, I know they didn't have their quarterback, but it didn't matter to me because it was all about scheduling. Army is off a of bye week. Wisconsin wasn't. It was a bad spot on the calendar. But you look at Wake and you say, well, this is a tough game, always against the military school. But they're off a of bye week. So this is the perfect situation mm. you want. When you play a team like Army, you were able to prepare for a week. Now, I don't think it's going to be easy because Wake has really struggled uh, against the run for the most part. I mean, they're giving up a lot of yards per game. You look at Wake, a 90th in the country, giving up over 180 yards a game. Gave up a lot of rush yards to Syracuse, over 220 um, uh, the last time out. This is an Army team that will move the football. It's really going to be about, clip. can Christian Anderson, is he back and is he healthy? He didn't play last week. He didn't play against Ball State. I've been kind of keeping up with Munkin's press conferences to see what the story is. Here's what I'll say. If he plays, okay, and he's good to go, Army will move the ball because Wake can't stop the run, and Christian Harrison's really dynamic. Think of Malcolm Perry, Ahmad Bradshaw, some of those Hmm. legends in the military academies. And I also will tell you this clip. This is a major difference from what you just saw. Wisconsin can't move the ball through the air. Wake surely can if there's an issue for Army, it is in the secondary. They're not good one-on-one. They commit a lot of bad penalties. They get beaten coverage. I'm actually looking at an over in this game if we can get um, the right situation with Bradshaw. 52 is way too low.
2: Good stuff from Jeff Nadu. Jeff, I'm looking at three games here in the 3 o'clock, 3.30 window where the ranked team is underdogs this week. And, and by the way, I'm going to give you credit. I don't even know if we talked about Purdue and Iowa last week. But yeah. I heard you screaming in my head when I saw Purdue was an 11-point dog that Iowa you know, can't score. They can score on defense. They can smother you defensively. But uh, that was one of the easiest winners I've had all year, taking Purdue in that one. Now P- Purdue is at home, and they're an underdog to Wisconsin. Uh, you got that game, and I'll just throw these out too. Iowa state is a seven point favorite at home against undefeated top 10 Oklahoma state and UCLA is a home favorite, a slight home favorite against top 10 Oregon, uh, that game in Los Angeles. So that's three games there, Jeff, where the ranked team is a dog. I don't know. You can take any of those or none of those. If you want any of those, uh, you like for Saturday.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you what, um, you know, I've, I've been pretty proud of this Purdue team. Um, you know, I, I mentioned um, to some of my Patreon people, and I'll tell you and your audience this, your Purdue is really a good football team. This is a good offense. They have a couple different quarterbacks that can sling it around. David Bell is a terrific receiver. Um, I'll tell you what, you know what they've really set out this year, Clip? Defensive side of the football. This is not something over the years that they've been good at, but they brought in Brad Lambert, Uh, Used to be at uh, Charlotte, I believe. Um, Had some head coaching jobs. He's more of a coordinator, though. This group is 11th in the country clip in total defense. Just an incredible season for Purdue so far, coming off a huge win. Um, If if you're going to give me them as a dog, um, I think this is another low-scoring game. Uh, The problem that Wisconsin has is they cannot hurt you down the field. Um, If you can stop the run, if you can kind of bottle them up, and make Grand Merch beat you, you're going to lose. They're going to lose. And if you're going to give me a dog price on Purdue, um, I'll bite in. Jeff
2: Nadeau joining us. Not the most attractive slate of games when it comes to to top 25 action this week. So, Jeff, I could run over a few more, but I I don't love these games, so might as well. Anything uh, that you like for the college football weekend coming up?
3: Yeah, a couple that I'm – I kind of have my eye on and, and one of which I've already played. I'll throw two out. Um, obviously, weekday game. Uh, you know, one in one in the American Tulane and SMU. Um, yeah, Tulane is is really bad defensively. And this team is horrific. Uh, one thing you love about Michael Pratt, though, the guy can put points on the board. He never uh, kind of takes plays off. You're always going to get something good out of him. Um, you know, this is a good over team. They're giving up 525 yards a game and. You know, they can move the ball. So I think anytime you play a good offense, you have to look at it over. SMU, one of the best offenses nobody talks about. Uh, Tanner Mordecai has really had a good command to that offense. They have one of the best receiving cores in the country. Um, you know, if you're going to give me a 70, I, I think that's kind of a bit low in that game. I think that's kind of like a, a 51-27 type of game, 51-31. I think that could be a real fun track meet.
2: Uh, before we hear your next one jeff real quick i meant to bring this up when we were talking ecu houston houston's next bit next game is the biggest game on their schedule in the regular season because they don't have cincinnati it's against smu who's top 25 right now houston is receiving votes so any chance they they do the look ahead to Sonny dykes and smu they see them on thursday they roll up some points against tulane they're flying high uh, any chance there's a look ahead factor for Houston uh, looking at SMU?
3: A hundred percent, Clip. Clip yeah. Brock starting to become a real soothsayer. Business He's <laughs> starting to see things. Just throwing that out there. No, if it hits fourteen, Clip, I, I, I see your I see your point. Yeah, and look, I feel like if if you like that thought, the over just continues to make sense because for ECU to cover in this game, Clip, they're going to have to
2: score. 20, yeah,
3: twenties, low 30. So. For me, I would just look at it over. I wouldn't want to worry about okay. it. This game could be, this game surely could be, you know, 41-24, uh, and, and, and you lose on the side, but you hit an over.
2: So all, it's right. Look, look. Uh, all right, so Tulane SMU, what was the other one, Jeff, you were going to bring up?
3: Yeah, this is my favorite play on the board. I played this actually uh, Sunday night clip. I sent it out. I played it at 74-and-a-half. Uh, it's now up to 76-and-a-half. Western Kentucky, Florida International, I think this has the uh, ability to be the high-scoring game in the card. wouldn't surprise me if this is 56-49 or something. Both these teams, Clip, love to throw the ball. In fact, West Kentucky leads the country in passing yards per game by a pretty wide margin. Um, they have a horrific pass defense, can't stop anybody. And One thing I know about FIU, and a lot of people probably don't know much about this team, have a quarterback, Max. Bortenschlager, uh, used to be a TCU, uh, is just a, a guy that can really wing it down the field. Uh, th- this offense is fun. I saw them last week in a shootout with Charlotte. Uh, both these teams go quick. They go fast. And FIU clip, fourth worst in the country in passing yards a lot per game. This game is one of those games, and I, I love these type of games, Clip. I will be sitting on my live betting option and just doubling down on live overs in this game. I don't my whole thought is I think we see 90 to 100 points. Hmm. I'm going to be looking to kind of capitalize on that.
2: That'll be a fun one uh, to get in on this weekend, folks. All right, uh, Jeff, before we let you go, NBA tonight, Nets at Bucks, and the Bucks a, a home favorite in that one with the, the Kyrie issues with the Nets, and then Warriors, the Lakers coming up after that in the Staples Center. Uh, any uh, NBA action for you tonight on this opening night, Jeff?
3: No, not really. I think um, for me, I there's a lot going on right now. We're seeing the confluence of all these sports kind of coming together. We yeah. obviously have, um, you know, a college hoops starting as well. I, I kind of worry, and I get into NBA kind of after the new year, after Christmas. Uh, I kind of let some things kind of figure it out. Look, I've I think it's become clear over the years that most high level NBA players uh, don't care about this time. Um, I think it's a hard bet to make. Now will I play occasionally um, against the public? Hundred percent. Will I do it on opening night? No, I don't think we have a ton of info. But um, yeah, once we get into like Christmas, uh, I will. I've always been profitable in the NBA, and that will continue here. I think maybe a clip real quick. Joe Harris, maybe look at him at props tonight. Okay, uh, with with no Kyrie Irving, Um, you know he can kind of be one of those guys that can go off for thirteen by hitting four or five threes. So um, yeah, maybe look at something with Joe Harris, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ultimately not going to be involved, at least early on with
2: the NBA. Jeff Nadu joining us. We'll reconvene on Thursday, talk some NFL. You can check out Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Nadu. always talking college hoops and sports. And uh, also, uh, of course, he's got his great podcast, The Sit Down, where he talks uh, all things mafia history. And uh, also patreon.com slash BMOC, breaking down all the action. Jeff, we always appreciate your time and enjoyed the chats. And uh, we'll do it again later this week.
3: Real quick clip, um, maybe something to keep an eye on on the show this week, on the sit-down. We're actually going to talk about that Netflix documentary involving that individual that bought a hockey team for... A-
2: oh, yeah. I haven't seen that yet, Jeff. I've heard a ton of people talk about it. i got to watch that.
3: Yeah, we're actually going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk about the guy that that individual kind of reported to. He was a mob boss with a really wild history. Okay, Not the horse, eye and yellow. So make sure you check out that. Thanks as always for having me, Clip. We'll talk to you later in the week.
2: Enjoyed it. There's the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. We'll talk some NFL with him on Thursday and uh, take another look at East Carolina and Houston as well. Let's take a time out. When we return, we'll wrap up hour number two, get you set for our third and final hour of today's show, which will feature Bryce Williams, Some Mike Houston cuts from earlier today at his weekly press conference and a giveaway. So big hour three on the way. We'll wrap up hour two when we return after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Save lives, be a hero, and make $700 your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Griffles Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Eastern North Carolina's choice for win Tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more is Signs and Tent. Be sure to stop by their office at 801 Staten Road in Greenville, or you can book an appointment online at SignsIntent.com. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's Cliff Brock. All righty,
2: back with you on PRL on a Tuesday. Got Bryce Williams coming up momentarily. You got a great sports night on tap which begins uh at around five o'clock with the braves and dodgers game three braves up to nothing the red sox have a two to one series lead over the astros that one coming up tonight at 808 you also got the nba tipping off brooklyn and milwaukee at seven thirty. golden state and the lakers at 10 o'clock a lot of hockey action going on as well so a ton uh on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dubbuck what'd you say chandler dubbuck that's what he said sorry sorry
5: i keep his mic off
2: (laughs) we'll have uh bryce williams coming up momentarily as uh pirates coming off a bye week so we'll get some mike houston comments in here as he spoke with the media earlier uh today
6: i wonder what bryce did on his off weeks
2: We will uh we'll have to ask. I'm gonna assume he does the same thing he does every Saturday, which is hunt or fish. Pretty hunt. Uh Bruce Bivens uh did some fishing on his bi week Saturday. So uh still gotta get a collab with those two. It'd be a great segment talking football and fishing with Bruce and Bryce.
6: Bruce and Bryce.
2: Bruce and Bryce. A couple country bows in the boat, uh doing some fishing. All right, uh chan man what's going on
6: oh we had a nba fantasy draft last night i was going to say and i was going to mention it yesterday but we ran out of time i was going to say nba season's here and that means it is time for fantasy basketball baby Uh, i haven't played
2: fantasy basketball in like eight years probably i
6: haven't played fantasy basketball ever
2: i'm trying i'm doing it this year just to something to do try to stay Maybe I'll keep up with it better and not just the Hornets if I'm in a fantasy league. So uh, I got the sixth pick, which is a perfect spot to get Damian Lillard. Mm. And actually,
6: I did a mock draft yesterday, and I had the eighth pick, and I got uh, Damian Lillard in that mock draft.
2: He is my favorite player, and uh, I actually took him over Kevin Durant. Now, that might sound crazy, but I would say. up to now, Lillard has been a lot more durable than Kevin Durant. So, uh, I think it's a, an okay move. Who did you get last night? Uh, with the eighth pick, I got Jason Tatum. I would, if Durant and Lillard were gone, I was I was going to take players that I like, that I want to watch, mm-hmm. that I would have fun watching, and I would not have fun watching James Harden. So, I was not going to take him. Um, I mean, the big board was like Luca joker
6: joker was number one
2: luca joker and and lillard because i like him but um i had greek freak uh, i would have taken him over Harden. i probably would have taken him over durant just because i like watching him more than those nets players so to get uh i like tatum there though who yeah, else do you get on your team got, the Dern?
6: let's see rudy gobert i got joe ingles who i really like to watch uh can light it up from downtown for the jazz doesn't really look like a guy that can play basketball <laughs> <laughs> but he can really shoot the ball he can shoot the he can uh shoot it he can shoot lights out uh Boban Bogdanovich
2: <laughs> also can also shoot. uh
6: with the jazz uh I got the guy the center from uh the Spurs uh we'll just Jacob call him David Poulton. Robinson uh, David
2: Robinson uh,
6: this guy's white so is david robinson oh he looks just like him looks like who wait what are you talking about
2: i don't know who the center is so i'm saying it's david robinson jacob Potal. okay i don't know who the hell that is i asked who's on your team name the good players uh do you not have good players malcolm brogdon okay i've heard of him thank you mikhail bridges i know who that is thank you chris paul why did you name this guy you don't even know before these guys because i want to give these guys recognition nobody they deserve knows. it you can't even say his name how do we recognize jacob him? podal
6: can you be quiet please thank you jacob podal <laughs> who is podal he had let's read this off oh crap there's nothing to read <laughs> <laughs> i saw where he had like 9.7 rebounds and three assists and two blocks in the last i asked you to name your guys
2: and you went jason tatum all right good he's a star great player joe ingles uh, okay that's fine jacob podal Like you went in a bad
6: order can you admit that yeah all right here we go from top to bottom no i don't care anymore chris paul (laughs) mikhail bridges Okay, I've heard of these people. Malcolm Brogdon. Thank you. All right. Jason Tatum. Yes. Anthony Davis.
2: (laughs) Anthony Davis? (laughs) What? (laughs) Why did you name Jacob Potel and and Joe Ingalls before Anthony Davis? Robert Covington. All right. Take a break, Shirley. Rudy Gobert. Get me out of this. Jacob Potel.
6: Joe Ingalls. Boban Bogdanov or Bohan. I'm glad that uh,
2: Shirley does the scoreboard on Saturdays and not you. Uh, In today's action, Central Connecticut State. (laughs) Like while uh, Texas and Oklahoma are playing a shootout, Chandler's first game is Tallahassee Community College, (laughs) and and then versus Choan. Then
6: on my bench, Tyler Hero,
2: better than Jacob Podel, Mike Conley. I know who that is. He's played forever, and
6: Lori Markinen.
2: You literally had the worst order of naming your fantasy team of all time.
6: Well, look here, Clip. He's a good kid.
2: <laughs> and you, I look, listen, look, and listen. and listen, Clip. Look,
6: listen, and listen. Taste here, smell. He <laughs> had nine points, seven rebounds, three assists, and two blocks in his last preseason game. He's ready to play.
5: Less word, do trick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Podel. All right, Bryce Williams is here.
1: Y'all are some noisy folks out there. It's
2: time to cut the funny business and get into the serious stuff because Bryce is here and ready to go for Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. We're back after this. <laughs>
0: listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. At Angel Oak, they continue to make customer service a number one priority a local mortgage advisor, is the key to your transaction success. The combination of their local team's experience and Angel Oaks-wide offerings of products from standard conventional government and portfolio loans has something for every financial situation. For more information, call Talbot Green, Joanne Weir, or Wanda Hager at 751-2060. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Cliff Brock. All
2: right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a tuesday chandler sorry i yelled at you and not to keep going but when somebody asked what you had for dinner you don't say that you know buttered corn
5: brussels sprouts
2: brussels sprouts <laughs> you start with the meat mm-hmm. i want to hear the meat wow. of your yep. team you know what you know what
6: you know what what i'm gonna let you know <laughs> when podal it's killing it total. total and he is in the running for mvp all right total
2: bryce williams is here what's up Bryce? how y'all doing we are fantastic i hope you are i'm doing well pretty good. good looking good yeah you've been working yeah here and there not working hard, hard or hardly working <laughs> uh, You know, a little bit of
1: both okay you know all not right. terrible
2: uh it was a bye week for east carolina uh so we got saturdays off here at the studio i watched a lot of football my wife had said we were going to do some spring cleaning, and by we, she meant mostly her. I got to say, nice. shout out for me not having to do much. Made a trip or two to the dog. That
1: is actually funny that your wife did that because well, i not my wife yet, but fiance and Mary, her mom, they did yard work while I was fishing. All right, so we had a it worked out for both of us.
2: There you go. Uh, yeah, we uh, Chandler said, I wonder what Bryce did during the bye week, and I said probably. What he does every Saturday, which is fish. Uh, So we'll get to that later on Pirate Radio Outdoors, but uh, Bryce, want to hear what Mike Houston had to say earlier today, and we will get your thoughts on his comments. Let's hear the uh, opening comments from Mike Houston today, Shirley.
9: Good to be back to game week. You know, after a week off and uh, everything that uh, revolved around that, and uh, you know, it's good to be back to, uh, you know, getting ready for a big ball game this Saturday. Uh, You know, the kids had a you know, several days off here coming into, uh, you know, this practice. And you know, we didn't have practice on Sunday, but it was a, a lighter practice. Today's first heavy heavy contact practice we've had since last Wednesday. Uh, so an important day for preparations. <clears throat> you know, I think that uh, you've had plenty of time to take a look at Houston and, you know, certainly very impressed with uh, what they've done so far. They're 5-1 coming into the game. Um, I'm sure they feel like they should be 6-0. They feel like they probably let one get away there in the opener against Texas Tech. Uh, but they, they've been playing very, very well the past several weeks, uh, all three phases. Uh, they're dynamic in all three phases. Um, you know, you look at them defensively, and, you know, it's it's 10 of 11 starters back. Uh, the other the other starters are transferred from Iowa State. Uh, they're, you know, all juniors and seniors, I think they got one sophomore and five juniors and five seniors, so older guys, experienced guys have played together, they're playing very well. I think ranked fourth nationally or so in total defense. So, uh, you know, very good on that side of the ball. Offensively, you know, they put up some big numbers. Uh, they've experienced quarterback coming back, Clayton Toon. uh Big offensive line. Uh, you know, Dell has had a, a huge year so far catching the ball. Freshman running backs had a very solid year so far, so, you know, very explosive offense, a lot of weapons. Um, You know, the the quarterback's been in the system for a couple of years now, so, you know, he does a good job with that. Um, You know, special teams-wise, the punt returner, Jones, is uh, leading the country in punt return average, I think 17.1 yards per return, two for a touchdown, so a dynamic returner. Uh, Wouldn't be shocked if he's not returning kicks this week uh, also. So, you know, it's a complete football team. You know, very, very explosive, very good football team. So, got a big challenge. uh, Homecoming at Houston. So, I'm sure they're excited about, uh, you know, Saturday. And uh, we are too. So, great opportunity for our program. Kids are really excited. I expect us to have a really good week of practice.
2: There's Mike Houston's opening comments and talked a lot about Houston there. And there's a lot to talk about with the Cougars, Bryce. You think Houston, I do anyway. With their head coach Dana Holgerson, he was at West Virginia probably mm-hmm. when you were in college. Uh, mm-hmm. High-powered yep. offense and yep. all that. They are allowing on defense sixteen points a game this season. Wow! They are allowing a hundred and seven rushing yards a game, just over a hundred, and they uh, are allowing one hundred and fifty-six passing yards a game. Goodness. Very low number. Now Navy skews that some when you play against them. Mm-hmm. So that that those are great stats. Now here's who they've played. Texas Tech, and that was their first loss coming out of the gates. Mm -hmm. Then they beat Rice pretty bad. They beat, you know, FCS Grambling State, Navy, Tulsa Tulane. They have not exactly played a difficult schedule. And the and Texas Tech, I don't even think they're that great this year. They lose that game thirty-eight to twenty-one. So great numbers, red hot. They've won five in a row. They're receiving votes in the top twenty-five but they have not been tested really in All a right. long, long time. Maybe,
1: hey, maybe we'll be the ones that test them. And, I feel like we might be.
2: And coming up next week, their biggest game of the season because they don't play Cincinnati in the regular season uh-huh. against ranked SMU, in-state ranked opponent. Yeah. You got to maybe, I don't know, you, you probably didn't look ahead, but teams tend to kind of look down the schedule and say, well, we'll beat this team this week. Next week's going to be the important game. That Does that ever happen? Uh, you know? Yeah,
1: I think. Yeah, I mean, you kind of
2: –
1: yeah, I would say for a little bit you kind of overlook some teams. Like when I played – when we played Townsend, you know, my senior year, I was kind of like – I mean, I was pumped up, but, you know, you're like – But we got Florida next week, exactly. right? Wasn't that the I situation? Think so, I think so. So, of course, you know, you're, you're, you are focused on, the you know, the, the game that week. But, yeah, I mean, you kind of – all right, let's run through them and move on to the next and not be too concerned about them, but um, – We know with this team we don't want that to happen. So,
2: So, yeah, and, I mean, how much stock do you put into those numbers with the teams they faced? I mean, I guess we'll we'll see how good they are on Saturday.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely so. So, I mean, I never got to play – I don't think I ever got to play Houston. I remember being when the guys – I think it was the following year.
2: Oh, because we were in Conference USA when they, I guess, moved – conferences maybe it just didn't match up when possibly we were here.
1: so i mean because i remember when they were down there, were in case keenum uh yeah. was you know the quarterback and i just i think i remember somebody saying it was just real hot and like mosquitoes on the field or something like that and uh that's for some reason that's what i remember so i never got to play houston go down to houston you played at smu um, right played at smu that's in dallas, dallas area yeah yep. um I was, you know it, it would have been neat to play houston because i think you know they're a pretty good team Pretty, I mean, they've been pretty solid, I feel like, haven't yeah. they, for, uh, for the most part. So, um, I don't know if we have beat them yet. No. When's the last time we beat them in the conference championship? Didn't we play them in a conference That
2: was uh, in 2009. Like, yeah. So, uh, when Case Keenum – Case Keenum played in college for like 14 years. Yeah. But he was a part of that team that came here putting up a million points, and ECU was able to beat them yeah. on that day. Yeah. Uh, Braves get started with yet another hit from Eddie Rosario. Four hits on Sunday, and he's got one mm. to lead off this game. We would keep you up to date on that. And, Bryce, if I get too focused on the game, uh, you have to take I'll over I'll take here. over. Thank you. Let's look at the Houston ECU uh, football series and look at some numbers. I don't know why I'm Googling it, but I have it right here oh, yeah. on this sheet of paper in uh, front of me. The overall series, uh, East Carolina – it's seven to seven, Bryson. Oh, wow. Even seven to seven, and you were here in twenty twelve. Yes or not? Uh, yes. And ECU beat Houston that year, forty eight to twenty eight. That was in Greenville.
1: Was it? I mean, you know what? That how early in the? That was my like red shirted, but not like kind of because Justin Jones was still playing, so maybe that. Did a you lot. play at all that year? No, I was like on travel squad, like in special teams and okay. all that kind of stuff so um that was kind of like my travel squad yeah, i like looking back
2: here. at these games let's we'll see what happened uh a lot of shane cardin 305 four touchdowns cooper 140 yards and dwayne harris three for 65
1: no, no that was Derek um, harris derrick <laughs> how about Derek. that he
2: was the leading receiver that day uh let's look uh, at the uh was justin
1: jones was he i right don't, out there? That don't
2: sound right Let's look at the box score here. Derek Harris, three for sixty-five. Jones. Danny Webster had three touchdowns, two catches Jeez. for Justin Jones. Yeah. Jabril Solomon, ben that's John, a name hey. I've heard in a while. Reggie. He, Reggie Bullock. Yeah. And Re- uh,
1: Reese Wiggins had several catches. Andrew Boatner. Yeah, that was my first year. So um, Hardy with only five. Catches, I wonder when the last time that's happened. (laughs) Yeah, bad game for
2: Justin Hardy. Five catches for 40 yards. Coop ran the ball 33 times for one hundred yards.
1: So we have played them, but I have not played them.
2: And then there was a stretch between uh, 13 and 16 when the teams didn't play. They met again in 17. And Houston has won the last two in a big way, Bryce. Uh, Quick math, 94 to 47, the combined scores. It's a pretty big difference. Uh, Houston has been able to uh, get the better of ECU, but uh, Pirates go in a 13-point underdog on not, the road. I
1: mean, you know, that's not terrible. I was in she likes haven't been paying t- too much attention to Houston, and when I saw it, I was thinking it was like going to be a huge difference. But when I saw 13, I said, oh, that, you know, didn't feel bad. Of course, not, I know I got the Pirates winning anyways. So, uh, but hey. We'll get
2: to that. Matt said, uh, yeah, we'll get your prediction later. Matt said he had high hopes for Danny Webster. I saw, I called a game, Havelock and Rose at Rose when Rose was really good. And Danny Webster, all of what? How tall was he, bro? Was he five? Five.
1: Ten at the most yeah. I'd say. He
2: was like a one man team. I swear he played quarterback, running back, and receiver. He'd like throw the ball to himself. Yeah. It was insane. Oh yeah. He was awesome. And uh He was
1: doing well here. Like when I was at Marshall, I remember him and um then when I first got there and since and then after the twelve, I feel
6: like he just something went wrong something went
2: wrong and look that he's not the only one we ran over some other names there i don't think jabril solomon finished his career here yeah. did reese wiggins finish his career here I he think might so. have i yeah. think he did um oh no mm. a blooper in the center and the braves base running miscues mm-hmm. have returned they took a two or three game hiatus and now they're back because that goes for a double play rally killer after they had two on and nobody out mm. and that is absolutely awful oh yeah i was pretty sharply hit in the center but can't be that far off the base that's terrible all right double play bryce uh what kind of high school player were you did you take over games um you played receiver right
1: i did i'm uh i i guess I uh, you know it's like I said. I'm not one to boast, but uh, I mean, I least, boast a little bit. I mean, yeah. I mean, I feel like I did I, when we were throwing the ball. I feel like I was taking, you know, taking over some games and being pretty good, pre, being pretty, pre, pretty effective. I did play. I'd dabbled in a little bit of free safety. Okay. I, I did have an interception, uh, like on the goal line, and I ran it all the way back till about the like the uh, I'm trying to remember the play, like 15 to the they're nice. they're 15. Yeah. And I, for some reason, oh, the running back had just the perfect angle on me, and I was just like just looking at him. it was faster than me, but I wish you know, looking back, I wish it would have been like a spin or a cutback. <laughs> and it drove me crazy. I mean, because it would have been like literally a hundred yard return, like yeah. yeah. So I mean, I feel like I was pretty well. You know, I did pretty well in high school.
2: Were you? Uh, how tall were you? Were you? Dead? I
1: was about. I was like. By senior year, of, uh, I think I was six six, six five. But
2: you were—you uh, said you were real thin. I was right? like
1: a daggone one ninety. I could not gain weight at all. Like, yeah. but I, I mean, whenever I would be like one eighty eight, and when I would hit like in the 190s, like, oh heck yeah, <laughs> thinking I'm big. My mom literally, no lie, every day. Was at least would make me at least two peanut butter and jellies just to eat throughout the day. Like not, that's that's
2: like, not even your lunch or breakfast. Lunch, yeah, it's that's... like
1: just a little holdovers, and some days <laughs> literally it'd be three. My mom, my mom made my senior year. I'm not kidding. <laughs> how many sandwiches did Let's your mom? See, make? How many? Oh gosh, <laughs> how I many think, school days are be, there? Times three. We'll do at least two and a half
2: sandwiches. <laughs>
1: and there's you know, we'll say it was at least you know
2: four days a week so y'all Actually, had, was
1: probably five days a
2: week. did y'all go to like sam's club or whatever and get the bulk peanut butter I yeah mom,
1: <laughs> whole mom just had to go to food line non-stop weekly so i mean however many school days there are it was pretty much
2: yeah that times two so a lot quick look at your buccaneer music hall scoreboard update braves two hits no runs in the top of the first they go to the bottom of the first tied at zero all right, a bye week is a week for self-evaluation. Mike Houston did some of that and uh, talked about that as Stephen Igo asked uh, him earlier today.
9: Well, I mean, I think you look at all three phases. You know, you look at uh, what you've been doing in all three phases, and I think you can sit there and we can we can talk in depth about all of it. You know, I think defensively, uh, you really like a lot of the things we did defensively. I think we're playing very fast. I think we're playing with great physicality. Uh, I think we're doing a good job turning the ball over. Um you know, I think we're doing all those things very, very well. I think uh, negatives, I think, you know, too many big plays. Uh, we looked at a big play cut up and just identifying what, you know, what caused each of them. Uh, is a, is, a, is a personnel breakdown? Is it a, a, somebody took advantage of a scheme? You know, what what caused it? Uh, adjustment, whatever. So I think that, uh, you know, those are what you saw defensively. I think, you know, offensively, um, it really, the execution piece is what you looked at where the, the, the issues are when we had issues. Because when we're executing well, uh, we've put up some big numbers. Uh, and you look, uh, you, know, you look at the, the points we've scored uh, through six games and, and we're playing very well. Um, and there's been some games where we've struggled. Uh, now, our opponents had something to do with that, but for the most part, I put it on our execution. Uh, you know, the games that we've won, the turnover battle, you know, the, those are the games we've won, you know, for the most part. So uh, special teams-wise, I think we're doing some good things. I think, you know, Owen and John have both had a solid beginning to the year. Um, I think I, I want to uh, see us be more productive on kickoff return. I want to see us be more productive on punt return. And uh, and that's more the, the the other ten guys than the returner, because I do think we have a, a returner that's very capable and has a chance to make some big plays. So we look, we, do, we looked at a lot of things with, all over the board, you know, with self-eval.
2: One thing he didn't mention he wants to see a better the Pirates do a better job of is the kick and punt coverage. Uh, what he wants to see is them keep doing a good job of that mm-hmm. because, Bryce, we haven't seen a team right. break one yet. I think Igo yeah. said last hour that Houston does have uh, a dangerous return, man, so something to keep an eye on this week. But the Pirates have done a great job both on the kick and punt return coverage so far oh, this yeah, season. yeah,
1: definitely so. Um, I think during our midterm, you know, yeah, I think we all graded the special teams pretty well, and I, it's good to hear Coach Houston you know, say we'd like to be a little more, I guess, was productive in the return game. I feel like, I mean, you, I mean, I, I mean how many do we return versus fair catch? I feel like it's like ninety over ninety percent of oh we're just gonna fair catch this one. And, I mean, obviously with punts and stuff, I you know that's the whole mm-hmm. how the punter kicks you that you know how the hang time and things like that. So that's a different thing I feel like than kick return. Um, you know when the ball is landing, which I get. Are they sk- scheming that p- players now, like special teams now, like we're just land it on the five, or what? Or the kicker's not strong enough. But um, I definitely would like to see you know us return the ball more, especially when we're receiving it on like the, the ball's landing on the five or within the ten, and not even getting in the end zone. I would like to see some returns because I mean that's you know those are, I feel like that's a wasted opportunity to. I'm just going to fair catch this, get it on the 25. I mean, you have no idea what could happen.
2: I feel like in y'all's era, they would send, and this is more to punt return, not kick return, but they'd send Hardy back there just to fair catch every time because y'all's offense was so good, Yeah, you could just go down the field. But when your offense is sputtering, you need something in the right. kick and punt return to give you a little yeah Yeah,
1: definitely there. so. And, like, just – I don't know, I, just, I feel like and you just keep returning it, you're not allowing the you know, the, the return teams to work their deal. I mean, practice only can be so good, you know, when you're not really going full – you're going full speed, but obviously it's not game-like. So you're thinking return guys, you know, oh, well, he's going to fair catch this even if it's landed on the five. If it landed on the five, you know, or not in the end zone – which maybe the rules were different but if it's not in the end zone you know most of the time that returners you know
2: well they back now the rule I, I can't i think they probably have changed this since you played but now it goes to the 25 rather than the five we're talking five yards
1: uh oh like when so. the ball is like yeah yeah um but you know i mean obviously that's helpful with returns but i mean if you if that ball's landing not in the end zone I mean, you have a chance to obviously return farther. it farther yeah like bust the big play and <sighs> I feel like that's sort of a wasted opportunity when we're just oh let me fair catch it unless we decide to return it when we need time on the clock. But you know,
2: uh, Mike Houston uh, talked about it, and look, we heard this last week, but more on Holden Aylers and his decisions when to run and not to run in that particular play. We all remember in the UCF game where he had an opening instead threw it to C.J. Johnson, and uh, it goes for incomplete, where it could have been a first down or a touchdown. Uh, Mike Houston talked more about that. This is cut four, Sean. Sure.
9: You know, the thing we've encouraged him on is just play within the offense. You know, he's, he, he, and he's hurt us. You know, he is a good runner. You know, when there's opportunities there to run, he needs to run. Um, you know, he was trying to get the ball to C.J. on that play. Uh, it, was a, it was a tough, tough throw. Now, he made a great throw. It's just you don't have a whole lot of space there in the back of the end zone. Uh, C.J. made a great play on the ball. There's just not a lot of space back there. Um, but you'd like to see him take that, take that run. That's why, you know, when I was listening to your question, you know, people criticizing for doing too much, people criticizing for not doing enough. You know, he needs to quit worrying about what people say and quit worrying about the media, quit worrying about social media, quit worrying about what the fans say. He needs to focus on doing his job. That's it. Do his job and have fun. He needs to, he needs to have fun and quit worrying about everything all around him. And I think he's trying to do that.
2: All right, so uh we want to see more of Holden Naylor just out there playing, And exactly.
1: Not thinking. For most definitely. I mean, um I feel like you don't play any better when you're when you're not thinking and you're just doing what you know you can do. Um you know, that's when you're playing your best. You know, when you're in a I guess they call it in you know, a flow state. When you're I mean, there's plays you make like catches every receiver's made, I've made all of us. I mean, it happens and you don't even know you did it. Like it really <laughs> does. Um and that's what Holt needs to, you know, needs to do, and just relax. I mean, like he, Coach Houston's definitely right. You know, he, he's very effective when he's running. You know, obviously, he'd make run at the right time and things like that. But yeah, just play, relax, because um, we have seen him make, you know, very, you know, very big plays on his feet and throwing the ball. But um, it's just got to happen. It, he, it, we can talk about it, but until, um, you know, he does it, then obviously it won't help us out any. So.
2: All right, a uh, repeat from Game Two here uh, as the Dodgers get a two-run home run for Corey Seager. Same way uh, Just... <laughs> Game th- uh, Two started, Game Three starts it, uh and yeah, it's two nothing, and this is isn't that a good.
1: cartoon?
2: This is that new uh, camera Fox uses when they uh, that's like crazy. It it looks weird. It oh, looks so crisp and good. It's weird. I don't know
1: that literally looked like it was like a animated thing <laughs> what in the world dang what's the point of that it uh, looked like a cartoon
2: i don't know dodgers up to nothing that sucks <laughs> uh troy d asked about getting the tight ends involved and uh mike houston spoke on that cut six, shirley
9: with you know with the guys that we have at that position we have there's a big part of our offense that designed they're the first read you know the ball is designed to go to them so uh Again, it depends on it depends on how each team's playing We think we know how they're gonna play us, so we have some things designed for that. Uh, once you get the game day you gotta adjust. I mean it's no different than you know, going in going into battle. You know, once the fight starts, you gotta to adjust to what's happening in the fight. You know, it's that it's that kind of deal. So uh, you know, we, we have a lot of confidence in those guys. I think Shane and Ryan have done a great job receiving this year, uh, and I think they do create some matchup problems and so uh, we'll see if, we'll see how much we can get on the ball on Saturday.
2: All right, wanted to see a resurgence from uh, from those guys, Ryan Jones, Shane Calhoun, kind of bust out on the scene, Bryce, and maybe been a little quiet.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, weeks. of course, I always get fired up. Like, you know, when Shane was letting, you know, when Shane had a great game against Marshall. I mean, that was super exciting to see some tight ends get some love. But, uh, I me, mean, you know, Coach Houston's right. You you may have these plays drawn up for these situations, but you know, you got to adjust and. It's always a bummer when you're like, oh, you know, you, when you know you kind of got plays that are your, like, you know that you're the first read, um, and then they're not running them. You're like, dang, you know, just try it, you know. Um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, it works out in these next um, the second half of the season where you know the tight ends, they you know get even more creative and um, can utilize them more. I remember, I think it was in UConn, I got I was able to which I wish we got called more just so I could get a little comfortable with it, but uh, like a screen, you know, a tight end screen. Yeah. And I think I, you know, got a first down or, you know, get, you know, I got some yards, but, um, you know, it would have been fun to have run that a few times. I
2: love those, and uh, and we, I guess we see more running back screens in college now, but yep. in the NFL we see a ton of running back screens and love a tight end screen. Yep. Uh, my team used to run it all the time with Chris Cooley back in the day. Mm-hmm. It was uh, – one of my favorites and then later with jordan reed and logan thomas but you see travis kelsey george kittle like your main tight ends Um, seem like and they ran him with gronk gronk would get more up the field it seems like though but uh the tight end screen works we we don't see that a lot in college or at least with east carolina yeah
1: we uh like i said we we ran it i don't think we stuck on stuck to it maybe it was just that week yeah uh which is kind of a bummer because i'm like man come on let me get comfortable with this thing but uh um it would be exciting to see now. Would like to see you know how you know Shane and uh, Brian Brian Jones Brian yeah. Jones you know how what the, what can they do with the ball in their hands behind the line of scrimmage and see how they can finagle their way down the field
2: A little finagling yeah. here
1: I think it's it's fun. I mean I would say um, when I did it and the, my my field of um field vision mm-hmm. is that right you know I felt like it was pretty good I kind of would just react. You know, but I felt like, you know, I remember Hardy comes to mind on that. Like, you know, his field of view, when he's running the ball into me, I kind of feel like I'm, like, here, and it's just that kind of reaction thing. (laughs) I feel like Hardy's just, like, boom, and sees (laughs) everything. Yeah. And I'm like, how did he know he was coming? And and, uh, so it was always cool. So I'd be curious to see, you know, how— Shane and Ryan do, you know, in a situation like that.
2: Those plays, when they get busted, they're ugly because the yeah. ball usually goes into the turf or yeah. it doesn't work. But when they work, it's a thing of beauty where the right. blockers are set up. Yep. and it's also a skill to to not just shoot down the field to let your blockers do their job oh, and to wait yes. behind them. Too, yes, right? and
1: that's uh, one thing I remember. And it was, you know, in those screens, like if you cut it back, you're on your own because <laughs> you got. Uh, yeah. Pursuing, you know, defense. He's coming right there, so you're gonna get knocked out. So you know, let the block set up, let things develop. Um, and it's it's hard to do. Like I said, I didn't do many of them. Yeah. Because you know, you want normally you're like, oh, get the ball, run, take off. But I mean, you look at running backs who literally just like stop almost at the line of scrimmage, yeah. let things open up, and they pop out. I didn't have, of course, that burst, so I couldn't just stop. <laughs> I had to get my momentum going. Um, but yeah, when those screens work out and it's you, you're patient, let things uh play out it, it is nice
2: all right uh tell you what we need to get a break in we also need to make somebody a winner Shirley rose let's open up the booty bag
8: booty 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 everywhere booty
5: booty booty
2: booty booty everywhere 3171250 uh, what are we giving away on this tuesday Shirley rose
5: a uh, hangout with Bryce Williams. No, oh, I'm just wow. kidding. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That um, would be the one
2: that Anna finally wins.
5: I know. I'm like, thank you, I see her now. <laughs> uh, let's do a large two-topping pizza courtesy of Domino's.
2: Sounds good. Get the door. It's Domino's, 317-1250. What caller are we looking for? Caller 10. Color 10 is a winner. We're back. Pirate Radio Outdoors. More Mike Houston. More to go. As the Dodgers with an early 2-0 lead over the Braves on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. We're back with you after this.
0: you're listening to hour three of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by carolina hardscapes making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about if you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace cool walkways fire pits or more then carolina hardscapes is the place to call get started on your dreams today at carolina hardscapes on fire tower road across from Boston sun furniture Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Make memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of a backyard patio, fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call at 364 1201. Or you can stop by the Carolina Hardscapes Outdoor Showroom on Fire Tower Road across from Bossy Sug Furniture. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes. And congratulations to Frank Brown of Greenville. Picked up a large two topping pizza courtesy of Domino's. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you every day all three topping pizzas are only seven ninety nine each for carry out only order online today at dominoes.com now let's head back in to PRL here's Clip Rock
2: Bryce Williams talking as we come yeah. back in a tradition unlike any other yes Shirley Rhodes Chandler Honeycutt Clip Rock Bryce Williams here with you on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live I keep reminding myself it is Tuesday because Bryce is always here on Wednesdays but had a uh, conflict, so great you could still be a part of the show this For week. For sure. Really I know, I was
1: it. actually thinking, you know, I know you're a man of your routine, and <laughs> yes. I was like, This is really gonna screw this me is, I, know, I was like, If his wife takes him to work <laughs> and it's a Tuesday or he's driving a little blue, I may not hear from him.
2: <laughs> so sometimes uh, my wife needs uh, the car in the afternoons and she'll uh, drop me off, or I take a, uh, a different vehicle but like i have to go to work in my car at around the same time and that's uh when i'm at a stoplight yeah of course not when i'm driving yeah but when i'm at a stoplight i text bryce is he good to go but there's been a few wednesdays where my routine has been off i've been in a different vehicle had to do something run an errand and i forget to text bryce and now you know when i don't text you it's not because we don't want you on the show it's just because i'm off my routine
1: i know i was like dang i guess they're benching me this week
2: you have thrown <laughs> my entire week off this week bryce i don't I know. Even know what to do i know I was like man because i found out sundays i said
1: i at least gotta give him a few days heads up so appreciate that for the week going because what what's normally tuesday
2: uh usually we got Igo at this time we moved yeah. him troy d was not here on monday because he went to a college football game, Northwestern and Rutgers on Saturday, and a pro game, Bears-Packers on Sunday. But he is back now, and we'll have him on Wednesday at Uh 5, and we'll ask him what it was like to be in the stadium in the game where Aaron Rodgers told the Packer fans that he still owns them. I don't know if you saw that from over the weekend. Oh yeah, He scored, he did the discount double check, and he said, my whole career, I, I own you, I still own you to the wow. fans which is, they is beat
1: him yet i guess
2: pretty bold uh, there huh yeah
1: because pretty... pa- the, the bears haven't beat the packers yet is that one?
2: they have beaten aaron Rodgers very very few times over his how long oh, he's been God. playing now like yeah. since 08 or something Jeez. uh he he pretty much owns them and he let him know on sunday wow so we'll let uh troy respond to that um <laughs> all right we got to go pirate radio outdoors we got to hear more of mike houston let's go outdoors right now so bryce uh This time, you didn't have to worry about a a three-and-a-half-hour ECU game on a Saturday. Uh, It was all whatever you wanted to do. So, what did you do this weekend?
1: I was able to fish in the Moorhead City King Mackerel Tournament. Okay. Tournament action. Tournament. I fished Saturday. Um, It was a two-day tournament. And um, they called some fish... I think I'm like a 23 pound king, kind of out of 60 boats. They're like in the middle, middle of the pack. So, like, all right, well, you know, next day, you'll see what we can catch. And um, we ended up catching three, none of any size. We did have one where, you know, when a, well, a lot of fish hit out there, they just burned the rod up. I mean, just scream. I mean, I, we knew it was a good fish because on a blue fish for bait. And obviously, it's a bigger bait. So, typically, bigger bait, bigger fish. And, uh, The rod, you know, just took off, but the way it was, we had a rod in the shotgun, which is the rocket, which is in the rocket launchers of the T-top, and it's, you know, it's the long line, but we had a rod in Lena Post, and it was obviously up a little bit, and when they went to take it down, they got all tangled up and popped the line and kind of frustrated everybody, but, you know, he so we didn't end up you know i think we've probably finished middle of the pack but so you
2: said how what was the size for your middle of the pack fish 20 23 the, so uh what's the uh and friday so well, what'd you want what were you looking for you want mm, well what would have put us
1: in a good i mean we were look, we needed like a 50 some pound and ah, okay the and it was a uh, one fish weigh in each day so it was a two fish aggregate uh total weight Um, and someone ended up catching like a 40, 48, nine, 48 pound 0.9 something, um, to actually come back and win it. But I tell you, it's crazy. The people who went, caught the big fish yesterday. I mean, the Friday before caught like 12 pound Kings and it's just funny how it works out. You know, your luck don't run, run too far in the, you know, in the fishing, fishing world. But a friend of Jay's, you know, won it, um, so that was pretty cool to know somebody who won it. How many entries were there? How many? Uh They capped it off at sixty boats. Okay. And uh you knew it was sixty boats out there because where everybody was fishing, it was like a parking lot. <laughs> I mean, and king fishing. Thankfully, you're going. If we were going to, if we were fishing for wahoo, dolphin, all that, going the speeds, it'd everybody would be crashing into. But mm-hmm. You're going king fishing, so you literally like got the boat in gear. I guess that's all like six hundred RPM, mm-hmm. eight hundred RPM. And uh, just kind of bobbing along, but it got it got gnarly out there towards gnarly. the end um, of the of the tournament. I was on the way back; it was a little rough. And but um, it was actually probably well. I took like a had like a patch behind my ear. Cause like I said, I don't have the strongest stomach. I'm more of a puke and rally guy out there. Okay. Because I want to be out there, so I just deal with it. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get sick because I had the little patch. So that was nice. Um, but it was a good time. It's a long day. We left at like 6.15 and didn't hit the hit the inlet till like 4 p.m. You know, so uh-huh. 10 hours someday trying to catch some fish. Um, but you know, it was all a good time. And, uh, you know, we were able to catch some fish. And then last night, I said, hey, you know, before the time changes, I want to try and get a hunt in. And a friend of mine, her dad has some land and, you know, allowed me to you know, I said I can hunt there, and I had my bow, so I'm going to go walk around just sort of try to fill this land out. Um, I saw a deer coming into his land, but then when I started walking around, didn't see nothing. So, in due time, see if I can <laughs> kill one with a bow. In due time. Yep. So, uh, yeah, so I was able to hit the water in the woods, so, so far, it's been pretty good.
2: Best of both worlds. Yep. Jogged Peterson deep to right, and that is a foul oh. ball. Uh, Josh says, he he said, don't mind me. I'm just sitting in a deer stand listening to y'all while checking the Braves stats. See, that's a good way to pass some time in the deer woods. You like to have, uh, as Chandler was talking earlier, our our pro football teams are having bad seasons. But I'm a Braves fan. Shirley's a Red Sox fan. So we have backup plans. He said we got a good backup plan if our football team stinks. You want to have maybe a little backup plan if you go sit in a deer stand maybe at least something else to keep you occupied for sure because it (laughs) you know me some people i guess
1: can just sit there in the tranquility and silence and enjoy the view which i mean i I do enjoy it in the quiet for about 15 minutes and then i'm like okay i need something
2: bryce little blue uh does not have an operating radio so that i'm about 20 minutes away from home on my work drive and you're alone with your thoughts that can be a dark place sometimes i know you know
1: it is weird like <laughs> I, sometimes i'm like you know what i'm gonna try and just no radio no other no outside, phone no, no phone no nothing exactly like if i'm cooking breakfast in the truck just just me and my thoughts and i, what I are you, I'm michael
2: not, scott what do you got in your
1: Cooking breakfast in. Oh, oh. My bad. Those are two
2: different things. Right, right, right. Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> well, most of the time, if I'm cooking, I like to have some outs- you know external stimulation with music and yeah. yada, yada, yada. And when I just cut that thing off music, because obviously it's the radio music, and it's just me, I'm like, this is weird. Like my mind's like going a thousand mile an hour, but not really making any sense. I'm just kind of just <laughs> thinking. I'm with you, man. You know, and it's weird. You. It's like, God, I'm so used to being having things distract you know just listening or stimulation and when you cut that off you're kind of like this don't feel right
2: yeah we need to try like a not a challenge but well like i hear a lot of uh and it, it makes sense to a degree especially when you see a family like at a restaurant or something and they're all on their phones oh not yeah talking. that's different because you have other people to talk right. to. right oh yeah but, like, when people are sitting alone, like, at an airport or something, yeah. and everybody's on their phone, well, it kind of makes sense. Because if not, yeah. what's the alternative? Just staring straight ahead? <laughs> that would be strange. Counting the ceiling tiles, you know? And it
1: uh, and was funny. I try and, like, like, today at Lowe's, this is one of those instances. This gentleman in front of me um, forgot his wallet or something had to go his truck and get it. Well, it was, you know, a few minutes. And I'm sitting there, said so that was a situation I could have easily pulled my phone out and <laughs> instead, I had a tube eight or two six that I was trying to balance on one end. I was sitting there just trying to balance it straight up and all that. And I said, you know what? That was better than taking my phone Yeah, yeah. All right. you, you found know, an activity. I, I found an
2: activity, so... We don't always have those, uh, though, available course. to us. Or two, uh, whatever yeah. I had. Um...
1: But it is weird. You know, it's a habit. You just, yeah. No one's talking to me or I'm by myself. Phone, which I tried to break that, but, you know, it's hard. All
2: right. This has been Pirate Radio Outdoors. This
1: has been Pirate Radio Outdoors and In Your Thoughts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll have more with Bryce Williams on a Tuesday. It is Dodgers 2, Braves nothing, leadoff runner in the top of the second, reaches on a walk. For Atlanta, that's a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. Take a timeout. Come back. Have more for you after this.
0: listening to hour three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show.
5: Welcome back. Quality Equipment is
0: your full service John Deere dealer with 28 locations
5: to serve you quality equipment is open in winterville next to sam's club or visit qualityequip.com to find the location near you now let's head back in to prl here's Clipper rock
2: back with you on pirate radio live here on a tuesday clip rock bryce williams here we got to get bryce williams prediction i'm gonna do that momentarily but let's hear more uh, mike houston now he uh Cut three, Shirley, talked about what stood out about Houston, offense, defense, and special teams.
9: Well, um, you know, defensively, uh, you know, they're 4-2-5, four, four, um, You know, they, they don't pressure a lot uh, as far as blitzes and things like that. Uh, when they do, they're very effective because they don't pressure a lot. So, uh, they don't have to because their front forward generates a lot of, a lot of pressure on the quarterback and the pass rush. So, we've got to do a great job protecting Holton. Uh, we got to be able to handle their front four, and that's going to be a huge piece uh, to being successful Saturday. Got to be able to pick up the pressures when they come. Um, I think the two corners are are the, probably the best tandem we have faced so far. They're both seniors. They're experienced. Uh, they're good players. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's going to be a challenge uh, in 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 you know being able to being able to go against those guys. I think we're going to see man free coverage. I think we're going to see quarters coverage. So I think that they're, uh, they're going to take those guys and try to lock them up on our number one receivers. Uh, the safeties and the linebackers, you know, they do a great job in the in the run game. Uh, you know, they, they're kind of downhill players, very physical. So I think we've got to do a good job of, of handling them in the run game. And then, you know, our backs are going to be one-on-one uh, a good bit. And so, uh, you know, it'll come down to, you know, who's just better in that one-on-one situation right there a lot of times in the run game. So uh, I think when you look um, – you know, at them offensively, it's you know just being sound, not giving up the big play. Uh, you know, we got to stop McCaskill. Uh, do a great job against the run. Uh, we're gonna to have to get some pressure on Tune. If you sit, if you let him sit in there and, and have all day to throw, he's gonna he's gonna hurt you. You got too many weapons. Uh, you know, Dell is dynamic. You know, we're gonna to have to be able to handle him. Um, you know, special teams. You know, Jones is probably the best returner we faced all year. So may be the best returner we will face all year. So we've got to do a great job there in our coverage units, you know, against him.
2: All right, Mike Houston there. Uh, the bye week comes after half the games of the regular season are played with half still to come, and he uh, was asked uh, about the bye week and did it come at a good time for this team, cut seven.
9: I'll let you know Saturday night, you know. Uh, we got some guys that, you know, certainly had a chance to rest up some. I uh, had some time to, uh, you know, really prepare for some things we're going to see in the coming weeks, uh, really get a head start on Houston. Uh, but, you know, like I said, I mean, I wanted to give the guys time off so that they can get their bodies healed up. Because, I mean, if you don't, you'll look up in November and you won't have anybody left. So you got you got to let them recover and recuperate. But at the same time, you know, you want to stay sharp. And that's why I say today's practice is so important because, you know, they've had uh, from heavy, heavy contact. And contact is the difference in, in football and every other sport is, you know, we got to have a great practice today to make sure we're sharp on Saturday. And so today's practice is very, very important from a standpoint of getting, you know, get back going.
2: Bryce, uh, do you remember, uh, like, during the season, and we always would go out and talk to you have to practice, how was practice? You'll say, good. How, how do you feel? Good. Like, do you ever, like, really feel good during the season? Like, how does the body start uh... to, uh, you know – the health of a, a player. you, you
1: mm, I mean, I never feel bad. I wouldn't say you. I don't think I've ever said, "Oh, I feel great." <laughs> I mean, I think it's always just been a, like some that you know, just light sores. Yeah. You know, I say more so sore than anything. There's a few things you know I battled um, doing that. I mean, with shoulder stuff, you know. um But you kind of deal with it. if it's not going to totally stop you. You just you just deal with it. Yeah. Um, Main thing is, you know how your legs feel. You know, hands will be, you know, just get bumps and bruises
2: and things like that. Um, so, is the bye week like it? You don't get back to probably how you were feeling August thirty first or whatever. But like, is it a refresher? Yeah. For um, you? Or
1: yeah, I mean, I would say so. You kind of um, it is weird because you kind of get out of your routine. For me, it was, you know, you do some practice school, you know, whatever that routine. When you get out of it. Okay, let's jump back in and like off days were great, but it, it throws you off. Mm. Um, for me at least during that time. I mean, I remember sometimes, I mean your legs feel better than some days. I mean, um, like you know, obviously Thursday practice the light, Fridays off. And um I mean I would say I'd feel good most of the time, but you know, you always had like an ankle that was a little buggy, but it was mainly it was funny. It's like it was how's my hamstrings and quads kind of feel and things like that um you know how fresh I feel some days I feel like I'm fast um sometimes I feel like you know lethargic thankfully I think most of the time in the games I didn't feel lethargic you know I'd feel pretty good so um hopefully the guys took advantage of it um during the bye week and just got did take care of you know just little ailments that are nagging nagging I'm sure a bunch of the guys had them so hopefully um do what they're supposed to
2: unfortunately during the bye week uh there was a couple of walk-ons involved in something downtown um then they made the uh the jailbird um, oh
1: wow that's not good
2: and a player that did not that uh, from folks i've talked to who said may be involved in the same incident has uh entered the transfer portal and that is trent holler who we were looking at as being uh the center of the future like once again the center position Spellacy with injury peyton winstead with injury now holler entering the transfer portal that center position has just been snake bit for east carolina over the last like seven eight years now it seems uh but he talked about the center position now with avery jones uh fernando fry now that trent holler is uh leaving that is cut eight Shirley.
9: well you know avery is he's had a great year and he's uh you know he's what you want that position um, you know, Fernando Fry started every game for us at center last year, so obviously he's got a tremendous amount of experience there. And then Isaiah Foot, um, you know, he repped at center for about two and a half weeks during preseason camp. You know, when uh, had a couple of guys out, so you know we've got we've got solid guys there. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a situation where you know you hate when things happen, but uh, you know you got to move on. And so uh, you know we're excited about those guys and and have faith in faith in their ability to get the job done.
2: All right, Bryce, uh, Mike Houston's team has gone out on the road and, and looked pretty good. Uh, beat Marshall, had a chance to beat UCF, couldn't quite get it done, so uh, they have some road experience. And Mike Houston talked about, uh, you know, the differences traveling on the road as opposed to being here at home.
9: Yeah, I mean, you play at home, you've got, you know, 40,000 Pirates, you know, screaming and yelling, and, you know, you feel the energy from the time you start the Pirate Walk, and, uh, you know, it's just a great home environment. And So you don't have that on the road, obviously. Um you know, it's, I think our kids, they've gotten to where they, they really function well on the road schedule. Um, I think that they feel like, uh, you know, they're able to get uh, a little bit of rest on uh, Friday because of the travel. Uh, you know, they, they sleep on the plane or whatever and uh, get to the hotel and they're able to, you know, just take take a, you know, just get their, off their feet for a few minutes before we eat dinner and stuff like that. So I feel like they get a little bit uh, of decompression during the day on Friday that they don't get for a home game. Um, but, uh, you know it's we talked about it before it's kind of the circle of the wagons kind of deal it's us against the world you know when you go on the road it's your your roster is much smaller the travel party is not very big you know it's you don't have as many fans there so it's you know it's very much you know, you know when we went into to uh ucf when we went into marshall it's you know kind of us against everybody else kind of mentality
2: all right us against the world us against houston mm-hmm. coming up on saturday bryce as we get out of here we need to hear your prediction for the Pirates and the Cougars?
1: Well, as we all know, I'm going with Pirates. <laughs> Pirates going to win this one. Um, I'm thinking, I'm going to say 28, 21, you know, by week. Maybe, you know, I'm thinking maybe we're not as sharp. Not, you know, I don't know. Houston's been over sharp, not a huge. Um, I oh, it's just, just what I'm feeling, you know. We're well,
2: we're, I mean, if we put up 28 in a win, that's pretty sharp. Yeah, I'm saying, like, as far as point wise. Okay. Like, right. Well, I feel like we may have something,
1: but I don't know. 28, 21 is what I'm feeling. I like Obviously, it. Obviously, we're winning. It's not too.
2: It's a little lower
1: than Vegas. You said. We'll
2: take the W. Um, let's take. Let's go. I'll take that right now. We'll go. All right. That's what I got. That'd be a huge road win for this team. Yeah. Uh, giving them four with two very winnable home games coming up after that so next week bryce we'll talk to you on a wednesday mm-hmm. and then the pirates play the following day thursday nighter and that's i plan to be there blackout is it yeah where you black. black stuff all right good deal thanks for hanging out with us bryce always enjoy it man oh yeah uh shirley chandler we'll see you fine folks wednesday three o'clock for an all-new edition of pirate radio
0: live we will talk to you then so long everybody